Welcome to another episode of Spoil Radio. I'm Reese. This is Dan. I'm number one, Declan. Oh my god. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't think that through, did List, top ten list. This oh. week we're doing our top ten movies. Before we get into this, just a really quick thing. I will never be happy with this list. <laughs> It'll never occur. Know, but yeah. but nonetheless, we are doing our top ten list. Take yeah. it away, Declan. Yeah, um so yeah, we're changing things up this week. We're doing our top ten individual lists, so we're each doing a list. Um, we'll get into on. We've got two honourable mentions each that we get to do that we're just going to throw away quickly that we couldn't quite fit into our list. But I thought maybe first we could go around and say what made our criteria for us because I think it'll be mm-hmm. different for each one of us. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. So my one, the criteria that I went with was it was like a amalgamation of different things. So it was movies that I found myself watching a lot, which would be a lot. I've <laughs> done that with a lot of movies. So mm-hmm. to whittle it down yeah. even more ones that had like a profound effect on me that sat with me for a long time after and still do every time I watch it. And then also ones that had a big effect on culture and the world. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That still people yeah. talk about to this Good day. Point. That's how I sort of like tied yeah. it all together for myself. Right. So what about you, Reese? Uh, for me, mine was more like, mine was definitely what I watch more. So the, the films that I watch a lot more of, there was very small, um, uh, small speckles of, movies that I think are just really genuine good films. Mm. So they're films that I would uh, highly rate and I'd say for most people to watch because they're just, they're worth watching for everyone. I think all these movies are worth watching, but some of them are going to resonate with people more than others. Yeah. Um, There's definitely one or two in here that I think you guys are going to be like, really? So (laughs) I just think that's going to be the beauty of how different our lists are going to be today. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely more so movies. It's made up more so of movies I watch nearly every year. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much mine. Yeah. So for me, um, it's pretty much how I felt finishing the movie and during the movie. Um, and yeah, again, I've, I've watched these probably oh, maybe 20 times each, maybe more, some others. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I keep going back to them, but to me, I think it's, I think these are mostly more for feels and the technicality of how they were made and yeah, then the art in them. So, yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Which is, which is me in general. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm more of a visual person. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking yeah. of movies, you've just generally off my had told me they're more films yeah they're not like a lot of a lot of mine aren't movies that people will be like oh they're technical masterpieces mm-hmm. or anything like that they're just movies that are yep enjoyable for me yeah mm-hmm. uh but let's go around and do honorable mentions yeah do I'll the do. honorable mentions you i'll go, go first. first uh so my two honorable mentions boogie nights Mm-hmm. I just felt like I had to throw it in there because I've watched it a lot. Surprise! But I couldn't Boogie quite Nights. make my top 10. Right. Because right. I only wanted to put one PTA film in there and I, I don't think that's his not. best film. No, that one is. And the other one is The Life Aquatic because I think I like huh. that movie a lot. And it's I think it's Wes Anderson's best movie in the sense that although I love all these movies, I think it's right at that point before he went full-blown Wes Anderson and he was still <laughs> keeping some natural elements in his movies and not just full structured i'd say i would argue yeah. royal tenenbaums over that but that's just me i see, think it was I, I just think, yeah just between the crazy and the other side i feel like royal tenenbaums is still on the other like, other side on the, the other side so. like it doesn't even feel too wes anderson yet it's not too aquatic sits in that middle between tenenbaums and like grand budapest kind of thing i get it yeah, yeah i know what you mean 
Actually, I'm keen for his next film, man. Um, for me, uh, honorable mentions, American Psycho. Ooh, yeah. Uh, for uh, mainly for uh, how do I say this? Uh, for uh, its reservations at Dorsey on a Friday night and having a watermark on its business card. I, <laughs> I, wow. I think the moments of those movies like that, yeah. mm. the socialite aspect is amazing. And then uh, Conan the Barbarian for Crom. Far that's out. It. That's going back. <laughs> I watched that. One, I watched that. I watched that movie. I, I've got a, an idea of what your list is going to be like. But <laughs> I used to hammer that movie back in the day, man. Just, just let you good. know, it's a good classic. Just let you know, this my list is made up mainly. I, I checked the checked the dates, ninety three, ninety four, yeah. and eighty seven. Wow. The years, mine's yeah. all over the place. Eighty seven, yeah. eighty seven is a big year. It for is. Me. It is a big year. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Before right. you were born too. That's interesting. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> all right. So my honourable mentions, Boogie Nights. Yeah, really? Wow. Yeah, I remember <laughs> me and Declan, we watched that a couple of times, didn't we, when you were working for me? We definitely watched it more than once, I reckon. Yeah. Just for two scenes in particular. Yeah, of it, yeah. Fucking good scenes, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I'm surprised. You both have the same honorable mention. We well, both love that movie a yeah. lot. We talk about it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's, there's some really good moments in that movie. Um, and again, technicality wise, yeah. it's freaking awesome. The one, the one shot. Yeah, one shot. Yeah. 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 It's really great. So that was one thing I really, I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, and the other one is There Will Be Blood. I had to put a Daniel Day-Lewis movie oh, in there. Oh, two PTA movies is the honorable wow. mention. Yeah. Um, man, he's incredible. Uh, that movie's incredible. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, again, cinematography is really good. Yeah, won the, won the Academy Award. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a tough year. Then uh, what else? Yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis, man, he's just like a... Like I said, I can watch him. Him and Joaquin Phoenix act all day. Yeah. I can just watch it. And Seymour Hoffman, he was he's good as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my mentions for that. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Into it. Yeah. Starting with me. Yeah. So number number 10. 10. We're doing 10 down and we're going to do each of our 10s, each of our 9s, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Go downward number by one. number. So my number 10, Lost in Translation. <laughs> Fuck, man, that movie rips. It's a very good film. Um <laughs> You know, I still haven't seen it. <laughs> what? Oh, you got to watch Lost in Translation. The Re- reason this one personally made it in there for me is just uh, every time I watch it, I can connect to some aspect of it. Like, yeah. you know, it's two characters. One of them, Bill Murray experiencing divorce, Scarlett Johansson experiencing a new marriage that she's not exactly happy in. Husband's not spending it. And they meet each other. And it's not a love story. Like, it's just two peop- two souls that are kind of on the same wavelength hanging out and having fun yeah nothing too dramatic happens in it but it says so much of what it doesn't say about the way that, you know there's that scene where they go to karaoke yes and yes. just so good feeling everything that they're feeling um it, it's not about the karaoke it's just about just being there yeah just being there and <laughs> yeah. um i just i just think it's a lovely movie i think sophia coppola is great i've like i like mm. a lot of her other movies as well she's probably the best of the coppola not, not only that, but can we just like give a shout out to him doing a commercial with whiskey? Yeah, because it's one of the greatest moments in cinema, and it's it's, it's Pete it's, Bill Murray. It's one of a, it's oh, it's a, it was so the Renaissance cool. of Bill Murray too. Yeah, when at he, the like, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I just love that movie. Anytime I watch it, I, it's one of those things. That, a lot of these movies too. I sort of tried to think about them. If I if it was on TV, would mm-hmm. I sit down and keep watching it? And this movie, I would yeah. totally. I would yeah. not. I would not change the channel. 
Even though I don't watch TV yeah. by What's channels TV? anymore. But <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> by yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Amazon or yeah. I would sit down. You'll sit um, through the commercials and that's to watch, yeah. to watch it. And a fun fact about it, if we want to do facts, is that the photography character that Giovanni Ribisi plays, he's good he's, actor, uh, Scarlett Johansson's husband in the film, mm-hmm. they heavily believe that that's based off Spike Jones, the director. Because oh. Coppola oh, wow. and Spike Jones were married for a little bit. Huh. And her, the movie her is actually, it's, everyone thinks that's sort of his response to Oh, an- another question, Declan, if you can answer it. Yeah. What does she say at the end, man? That's unanswerable. What does he say in her ear? Yeah. It is said. actually, there is it, there audio is of it, but it's, yeah. I think it was a joke that he said in her ear, but it's meant to be unsaid. What I remember was, yeah, it's not supposed to be known, but what I remember was it was something like, um, go and I'll find you one day or something yeah, like, like that. Yeah. But... Well, we'll we'll meet again, yeah. you know, fly or something like I that. I always like to think that he said, if <laughs> "Fly, we, you fools!" If we, <laughs> if we could have, um, if we could have been at a different time or place, different place, I yeah. imagine that's what he would have said, something okay. like that. Yeah, that makes that makes more sense to me. But it, it's funny, yeah. You say you can, uh, you can grasp onto this movie, uh, like, and and uh, feel like there's a portion of it that you can connect with, yeah. Because it is a type of film that, although it's dealing with someone younger and older. It almost feels like it runs the gamut of age, yeah, without even bringing them through those brackets. But isn't it like, isn't it interesting know, 30, that even 40, though it's, it's not a romantic movie, you would not be weirded out if they got together, even no, with the age difference which between is them. So yeah, it's super odd because yeah. like they're way yeah, there's massive like, age difference. There's thirty at least thirty years <laughs> yeah. between them. So it, wow. yeah, well, that's the thing because, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. and it also says a lot about possibly what people are like in real life that you True. don't. You know, you see it and you go, oh, this is weird. But if you were to if see they, them yeah. together, if they connect, you know, what's yeah. the could be right. Um, for myself, number 10, Say Anything from 1989, Cameron Crowe's first debut film. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, right. um, I'll, I'll say a little bit about why. Uh, this film holds a very special place in my heart. I remember listening to a Smodcast, Kevin Smith podcast mm. where he played the vocal recordings of an emo kev who is finding his way in life uh he referred to it as doubling after the character lloyd dobler and what a character he is the guy i have felt uh the guy i've felt is more like myself and so far from being myself than ever before is lloyd is lost but found confused but focused but all over he loves diane court and super hopeful for the best mm. That's the type of thing that he is. Uh, this movie came came at a time where I had never had a partner and felt uh, vi- and felt exactly like the beginning of the film uh, when Corey Flood, played by Lily Taylor, the mum from The Conjuring, well, young Lloyd, Lily yeah, Taylor, yeah, right. uh, tells uh, the pining Lloyd that he should get his hope shouldn't get his hopes up about Diane Court, and she doesn't want him to see him, to see him get hurt. He rep- replies back, frustratingly so, "I want to get hurt." That moment there, so, like, I've sold heard that me. quote before, actually. Mm. Yeah. She goes, I just don't want to see you get hurt, Lloyd. And he goes, I want to get hurt. Yeah, like that. Yeah. He's just out, like, out loud. And it also has one of the best quotes, I think, in cinema. Uh, he's standing at a, a payphone and he's talking to Lily Taylor. And she goes, I told you, Lloyd, uh, you, you, shouldn't have, you, know, you shouldn't have gone after Diane. And he goes, uh, I gave her my heart and she gave me a pen. Wow. And it just the moments in this movie, yeah. I cannot stress enough. If you've never seen Say Anything 1989, do yourself a favor, watch Cameron Crowe's debut film because 
Uh, I, I personally even think it may be better than things like Jerry Maguire and all of those type of movies that he's done. Almost Famous as well. Even, I would yeah, even yeah. say Almost Famous. Yeah. I just think it's more uh, down to earth. It almost feels like John Hughes got serious. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, my number 10 is Spotlight. Now, Reason being, my parents are very strong Catholics and we used to have priests come to my house. Really? Yep. They used to invite them over. It's in the whole family. Um, nothing happened. Yeah. You know, which is good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thankfully. <But laughs> it's, there's parts in this movie that I think they mentioned a line um, where... Oh, I can't remember which, which actor it was now. But yeah, basically, if you're really close in the church, you invite the priest over just for lunch. Yeah. yeah. It's just like a good thing to do. Um, and I thought, man, some of these bad guys, you don't know what they can do, man, especially mm-hmm. if the parents really trust them. And and some of them, if their kids got you know done for this stuff, They'll just say, oh, Donald, you've been touched by God. It's like, what the hell? So, yeah, it's it's really close to my heart, this stuff. And yeah. I thought it was awesome how they named and shamed and, and you know, got it publicized. So, yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a Catholic anymore, but yeah. The most appealing aspect of the film, definitely to me, I, I mean, sure, the... It's all star cast, it's all the, brilliant, man. That too. Yeah. But and the, the way that the film progresses... Yeah. And, you know, the unraveling of everything mm. and making sure to, like, bring it to the public yep. is intriguing. Mm. But it's still the, the concepts behind, you know, the yielding of faith. Like, how, mm. where, do, where do you stand mm. when you know this, yeah. this information? And also the idea of this wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they may be the most interesting mm. parts for me. It's funny because I think that's not what the film goes for. No. It goes for being, you know, this is the uncovering the truth. <clears throat> yep. It goes for that type of thing and mm. the... the how these people had to do that, the, the loopholes they had to jump through. Yeah, that's yeah. I just thought it was it's sort of like a really good detective story. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I'm you know I'm not Catholic because of that movie. There's, there's other reasons why, but I just think it's you know this reinforces why you're not a Catholic. Really. Yeah. Plus, I went to the Vatican and I just yeah. Well, this is, you that, that's go, all yeah. you see yeah. the system. Yeah. Like it's you, yeah. Um, but yeah, look, it's. <laughs> There's some parts of that movie where you know I get goosebumps, and even at the end, in the end credits, it yeah. shows the the li- yeah, yeah. <laughs> where we're from, man, That's and fucked. and yeah, I know one of those priests. So yeah, um, there's another one. There was another one down in Bega and all that. So yeah, there's a if you actually do research on this, all they do they just move them to other dioceses. That's yes. what they do. They end up Ridiculous. in Rome. Yeah, That's it. You, yeah, you do so, horrible things and you end up in Rome. Yeah, and it's, it's not good. And uh, yuck. Yeah, but the acting in this is just phenomenal and. This is where Michael Keating had his comeback. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. yeah. Michael Keating was so underrated. This was part of his this was part of his comeback. Yeah, Birdman. Um, Birdman this. and this. Yeah. 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 I haven't yeah. seen the one where he plays the founder. I haven't is seen it that. The yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good, good movie. Good yeah, McDonald's, yeah. 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 That was a good movie too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah. So I, most of my list, I was just gonna give you a heads up. Um well a few of them in there is based on real life stuff. Right. Yeah. So bios. real stories and yeah. Human conquering bios. things, yeah, yeah, yeah. Declan, number nine. Um, don't know if you'll all be expecting this one or not, mm. but weirdly, it's the last of them to feature this actor. But three movies I've said, including my own adventures, had him Bill Murray, wow. oh. Groundhog Day. Oh, oh wow. that's fantastic! Yeah. 
Um, I I just this basic like you can sum this movie up. Just a guy lives the same day over and over. Mm-hmm. What I love about this movie is it's just on the ground level. It's a good solid movie with like a good like plot, but the spiritual aspect of it and all the discussion that's gone on after. Like, how long was he actually reliving this day for? Mm, Some yeah. people think it was like 99 plus years. Wow. Because of, they've done like the math on how long it would lo- take to learn piano to that level of skill that he learns it and all the things that he does. <laughs> yeah. And just how that... It's it's um, based in Buddhism. The idea of like how many mm. hours it would take to become a better person and to mm. cleanse your spirit. Mm. Uh, and so I just think that's... And I that the director, um, Ramus, Harold Ramus, he mm. thought about all that stuff when he wrote so, and yeah. created this movie. Good. So I just mm. think that's really cool. <laughs> Ramus would go on to then direct Ghostbusters, yeah, right? Ghostbusters. After it or before it? Oh, jeez. I, I think this could have been after Ghostbusters, but I'm not positive. I wouldn't that. have been surprised. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, I mean, Harold Ramus was a genius. Yeah. Like, full blown genius. Yeah. And although later years he did some yeah. not Christian so great films, yeah. I, I would never, like, understate the abilities that he had. Yeah. Well, you can see the respect for Ramus in things like, you know, he's he's placed Seth Rogen's dad in Knocked Up. So, like, Judd Apatow, obviously, yeah. so obviously so yeah. influenced by Ramus films yeah. back in the day. And everything. Big time. So, but this one, for me in particular, stands as, like, the best of the, the Ramus-Bill Murray mm, collaborations. Yeah. I just think it's super deep. I just think if you if you pull apart the layers and dig down, it's actually a really deep movie Yeah, man. with some big messages about mm. how to be a better person. And it's also a movie that influenced... A lot, yeah. Of other movies, yeah. think about Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and there's a lot of others more than just Edge yeah. of Tomorrow, actually. But mm. I can't think of the top of my head. But there's definitely a lot more that have done the whole. There's another day, and here's another day, yeah. and I yeah. can't think of anything before it. But and so smart to that. set it in that small town where you can reuse that same set, and he can encounter the same things over and over again in a yeah. small Try section, and not just things. like an open ended like. I'm going to go th- this way down the street today. Like he's, he's going the same path every day. And mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Good choice. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Uh, number nine, Pan's Labyrinth. Ooh, oh, very good. Yeah. That awesome. was, yeah, I thought about that for my list. That nearly I, was an honorable I, mention for me. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I actually had like four other honorable mentions, but I just was like, no. Nah. Yeah, I had like 15. Um, yeah. <laughs> Pan's Labyrinth. I, I, I had to have a Del Toro film. And yeah. the reason why is because, I mean, throughout nearly everything that I've enjoyed, it's always had an influence of Del Toro. Mm. Um, I'll give you my little blurb on it. Uh, from Del- Guillermo Del Toro's inception to execution, Pan's Labyrinth is an absolute masterpiece of cinema. Mm. Uh, the study and due process put into every fiber of being for this film is mm. absolutely mind-bending. Del Toro put everything he had into it a strong use of motifs color palettes symbolism subtle character development intricate detailing to production design and the choice to mix reality with fairy tale i can undoubtedly say that pan's labyrinth is an absolutely timeless story that will never cease to be fawned over pun intended (laughs) by filmmakers and storytellers and is a film to take place within the best films in history Mm. from this film i would go on to read several of guillermo del toro's books as well as read several suggestions of books from himself Mm. my favorite was his cabinet of curiosities where he broke down all of his notebooks Mm -hmm. uh, and showed where he got his ideas and how he formed his ideas his books his literal notebooks were 
like pieces of art within themselves. Yeah. Like if you were to take a Guillermo del Toro notebook off a shelf and open it up, you're like, fuck me. Just make this. <laughs> like, just like, just put this on a screen. Have you yeah. seen his house? All it's the little creatures. The second house. Sec- that's yeah. his other house. So that's his man, yeah. his man cave house. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> and that's where he does it all. Like yeah. he, he has this little room in, in his house, his library room, mm. where uh, it's a rain room. It He turns a button and it acts as if it's raining outside. Mm. And it gets his like Thinking creative juices, juices yeah, flowing. Yeah. And he sits there and just draws and writes. And he's yeah, got like a sick. array of art, art um, textiles mm. and, and pens and things. That's awesome. But uh, this movie here, I, I actually did a deep dive on it in high school. And from then on, I listened to the commentaries. I watched all of the behind the scenes. And I will highly suggest anyone out there mm. to it's listen to the commentaries of Guillermo mm. del Toro. Mm. Because if you want true artistry within someone come out he will name 50 artists yeah and go this is why i did that for that this is why i did that for that he's a heaps humble guy man yeah yeah he he i'll say though he's a little bit like confused with what his next project is going to be because whenever you see del toro's imdb he does about 10 he's got 10 different yeah but it's also only two of them get made yeah Yeah. that's his his mind he's just very open about all the things he's going to take on whereas i feel like most people don't say them out loud yeah Yeah. Yeah. and he's one of the mexican tri trio isn't he yeah in 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 a in a and um quran quran yeah they were like quaron yeah quaron it's like uh uh, what about Vill- Villeneuve? Is he Mexican? No, he's French. French. Canadian French. French um, Canadian. Yeah, French Canadian. <laughs> yeah, <French> Canadian. <laughs> but yeah, that, yeah, those were the three that were similar to um, uh, Spielberg. Um, oh, Spielberg, uh, George Lucas, and yeah, was, uh, Coppola? No, no. Yeah, it's not, it was another American not guy. Um, oh, buddy, what's his name? It wasn't Toby Hooper. No, no. Oh, no. just because I read the George Lucas biography and Coppola is like, those three he were was like in mates. Oh, it was, was it mates. Scorsese? No, I wouldn't have been Scorsese. Nah, it was Scorsese De, De was a part of it. De Palma was nah, in there as well. Was, um, there was a big, there was but a big see, group that of sounds them. like more them. There that sounds mostly... like Scorsese and Coppola sound yeah, more similar. Because they were all they were all hanging out together. Yeah, they were, yeah, yeah. They were all like. But there was three of them. They used to show their movies to each other. Like, that, yeah, yeah, I think it was that whole big group. Oh, okay. They yeah. used to have dinners together. Imagine being there. Imagine doing that. Yeah, they all because they all were at film school. all of them, and Spielberg wasn't. And they heard about the movie Jewel coming out. And George Lucas in the oh, yeah. biography is like, who the fuck's this yeah. Jewel? Like, you know, and he goes, and I went and watched it. And I was like, holy shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. good. That's good. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, that's Del Toro's best. And what's that last one he did with the girl? Uh, Shape the, of Water. Yeah, I thought that was really awesome too. Yeah, I don't. See, I I, I always think that Pan's Labyrinth will be his I agree, Reese. Yeah. I think I think yeah. The Shape of Water is a really, really good movie. But I think that the, the Oscar winning for that one was kind of like you've had a good career. Here's your Oscar. Yeah, that yeah. Was one of those. Yeah. It was the. It yeah, was the. Um, but it was good. It was good movie. It was the, no offense, Dan here, but it was the Leonardo DiCaprio Oscar. Yeah. It was the one where they're like, "You've done a lot of good work. Yeah, yeah. We've got to give you one yeah. now, all right?" It's because like, they did like, it with Pacino. You, you and they did it with out. Scorsese <laughs> yeah. as well. Like that's like and, and Deacons. You missed out with Wolf. Yeah. This yeah. was pretty good as well. Like, yeah. I mean, like, give you it. Like- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's interesting. Um, cool. So, my number nine. Can you guess? We did it recently. Uh, Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween. Okay. The Joker. Yeah, wow. Okay. It actually made you 10. Yeah, man. I thought oh it would. Yeah. I really enjoyed that movie. 
the whole thing just again technical i like joaquin phoenix the you know the 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 direction of the uh, the director going from comedies to that um it just yeah just resonates with me it's heaps um but yeah and that's um i can't if you listen to our podcast i talk highly of it so um Mm. i really enjoyed it i know it's going to split people's uh, decisions but um yeah i thought it was awesome really good really good movie and yeah so basically just a little fact on that that's the first r-rated movie in history to make a billion dollars no that's that's a big feat yeah man huge feat. i think maybe tallying just behind it would have been like deadpool yeah probably yeah not far behind it yeah um look we unfortunately we all know the thoughts on joker uh <laughs> yeah no, Declan's Declan's Dec- oh no De- Declan <laughs> i was respect like, that it's in your top 10 yeah, it just wouldn't yeah. be in my top yeah, 10 that's yeah. all yeah that's yeah. A, the, the, but, the scene that sticks out to me is when he's in that bathroom, bathroom and he just does that transformation i'm like fuck that's good so for me the best scene from it is the the, the talk show scene yeah at the end yeah. yeah or even like i don't know uh, I, I like the part where the he's music. coming oh, out. Man. I like the part. It's just not even a scene. It's just a shot. Mm. I think says a very, it's like a very cool moment is him walking out of the subway with the dart in his mouth and just like mm. staunching as yeah, Joker yeah, for the yeah. first time yeah. like that. Mm. And you're like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, this movie, like, I mean, Joker's amazing. Yeah. Uh, no, I've I, I said on the thing, I think it is a good story. <laughs> it's the, it's the, it's the, and I've actually, I since yeah. read to reinforce the way that I think about it. Yeah. I actually listened to an interview with Todd, is it McCarthy? Is that his name? Todd, Todd McCarthy, Todd Phillips. Oh, Todd, Todd Phillips, sorry. Todd Phillips, yeah. That he, um, he says, he goes, he goes, oh, I just wanted to make this story about a guy descending into madness, but. I knew it wouldn't make much money, so I just made it a Joker movie so I'd make more money. And I was like, that's exactly what I'm fucking saying. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's funny because it like that yeah. ripples you, but yeah. for me, it doesn't yeah. ripple me. Yeah. It annoys me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted it to make money. Oh, you yeah. wanted it to make money. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's not, it's just, it's not your it's, cup of tea. It's not my Joker. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah. But I respect it in your top yeah. 10, Dan. Because the cinematography and all that sort oh, of stuff. Oh my god, it's really? very good. In yeah. yeah, yeah. You find it. Yeah, my top acting tens, amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of yeah. Good all shots. the all the all the acting and the technical aspects of yeah. things are incredible. Yeah, yeah. Right. I wish I could do that. So yeah. good. Um, on to number eight. That's it. All right, my number eight. I actually had two in this spot. It's weird because it actually knocks one out of my top ten completely. Ah, because yeah. I was suspicious that you would have a same one, and it was going to be Spotlight. Ah, but I thought you yeah, because when you mentioned it last week, I thought, oh, fuck, that's in my so list. I had one, I had one ready to go as a backup. Yeah, uh, The Departed, good movie. Good I movie. nearly just dropped a reference that to them, my... and I went, oh, I better stop myself. Yeah, that was <laughs> because that I actually think Leo should have won an Oscar for this movie. I think this yeah. is Leo's best fucking performance ever, man. The way he, t- the way he toes <laughs> that line of craziness, strong, he's talking strong. Yeah. You know that craziness between like. He's undercover. He's losing his mind, but he's yeah. towing the line when he's around Jack Nicholson. Mm. It's awesome. I've I've watched this movie like probably fifty times. That's I pretty really much like Scorsese's best. I, I haven't best seen movies. It for I think years. yeah, it's been it's, a while. It's like it's it's just lightning in a bottle. This movie. Mm. I don't. I don't. I actually don't know if it's his best movie, but I think it's like it's more. Uh, yeah. It's more that all the actors together. Yeah. Just killing it, like Matt Damon's oh, killing it. Mark that, Wahlberg's fucking yeah, killing it yeah. for some reason. Yeah. That's his, that's <laughs> his only Baldwin's killing it. Yeah. Leo's killing yeah. it. Jack Nicholson's killing it with da- Matt Damon in the in the elevator. He's like, fucking don't kill me, man. Please <laughs> yeah. don't kill. Me. You're like, this scene rips. <laughs> yeah. like, Ray, Ray Winston is in there as well. It's yeah, like, it's insane, man. All this right. movie's awesome. Yeah. yeah, and it's a it's the the fact it's a remake of a Chinese film. 
Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. I didn't know that. There's a lot of Chinese, well, in Chinese cinema, there's a lot of great films. Well, any Asian movies, there's heaps of good ones. Yeah. And, and yeah. Scorsese's first best directing Oscar. Mm. First wow. time you, only, oh, wow. first and only time he's won. That's yeah. weird. I would have yeah. given Crazy. it early on to something like Taxi Driver, but I think that yeah. was like. They don't tend to give it to young directors. Right. They, yeah. didn't, they do now, but they didn't back then. It was like you had to earn your, your well, respect as a, a, what, of a career. What's his name? Yeah. Who did Whiplash? He peaked. He got one early. Cleaned oh, up early. That was yeah. in my honourable mentions too. Yeah, right. yeah, that was as well, but I didn't such, put such it. Such a good movie. Yeah, obviously. Um, but the, actually, uh, another thing about The Departed is I actually did a, I had to give a talk on um, movies when I was at film school. It was yeah. like genre studies class. And I said, oh, can I try and do one where it's like, talk about gangster movies, specifically like why certain directors always stick to a certain type of genre and i found like the connections with scorsese's childhood and seeing gangster movies with his dad and mm. he was the one you know he brought them back yeah to the forefront and it's actually funny if you watch the opening of the departed gangs of new york and goodfellas mm. same fucking opening yeah same fucking the thing kid. it's an old dude luring a young child yep. into a new family because mm. he's from a broken home yep. yeah yeah it's super interesting to see that. Yeah. Using yeah. the same themes and techniques yeah, over and over again. He's made a lot of good movies. Yeah. yeah. Films. I've yeah. got films. I well, love the opening of this movie with Jack Nicholson's um, voiceover. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's like, so, I don't want my environment to be, I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Nicholson's good, man. Society's got dementia. The, uh, <laughs> the what's it called? The. Um, it reminds me of Spielberg where you said like, you know, his movies uh, have influenced him as a child to then make gangster films. Spielberg's favorite film as a child was Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. And he went on to make things like Indiana Jones. Yeah. 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 It makes a lot of sense. It does, yeah. It makes yeah, a cool. lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so number eight. This one's going to maybe be very surprise you guys. Dumb and Dumber. It's oh, hey. number eight. It's, just, it's a funny movie, man. <laughs> I also think it's one of the most intelligent <laughs> comedies yeah. ever made. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. Um, and That's a people, Farrelly Brothers? Yeah. yeah. Too bad after Sunny Bad Mary, they really dropped off the Richter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, oh, Dumb yeah. was good, man. Yeah. Dumb was a good movie. Yeah, that and big this back is, in the day. it's actually a movie I would, every time we would, my, my grandparents had a, a, a place, an apartment in Queensland. Every time I went to Queensland, which was maybe once or twice a year uh, between the ages of like 18 and zero, uh, we would watch Dumb and Dumber. It was a part of like a family ritual type mm. of thing. Yeah. Hey. And the movie's ingrained in my brain. Like I could, mm. from start to end, I could probably say the movie's dialogue. Oh, like the as, whole thing. As soon as you said the title, I just the scenes were playing out in my head. Yeah. Like all the funniest yeah. scenes. Yeah. I just think and, of the end bit, man. What an idiot. And the crazy thing is, <laughs> the crazy thing is, is that... The whole movie is like the rap it's like some people would be like, "This movie is so fucking dumb," and but you're like, "But it, I understand that, but it's not." It's like not, when yeah. you watch oh. it, it's super well written. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think they're just talking about the characters. Yeah. 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 Uh, so my little blurb, it's real short. Uh, this ain't everyone's cup of tea, but I've watched Dumb and Dumber religiously almost twice a year with family. Mm. Uh, it is a much more intelligent comedy than make, people make it out to be. It has a stellar cast. And some of the most memorable scenes in film history. Oh, Family Brothers, they feel good. Uh, sits easily at my number one comedy of all time, and will more than likely hold the throne till the day I die. <laughs> wow. Yeah. A uh, little bit of trivia: following the release of this movie, Jim Carrey and Lauren Holly did get married in real life, but the marriage only lasted a year. Wow. So there you go. 
But yeah, a dumb and dumb is my number eight. Nice. That's a good one. I like I'm liking the wild card ones that are coming in there. Yeah, I knew you were <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, because that's what that's what that's what a top ten is about. Yeah. It's about finding it's you want to get those left to field ones. ones. Yeah. It's good. All right, number eight for me. You ready for it? Go. Schindler's List. Yeah. Holy shit. Big film. That's a big <laughs> film. Yeah. Big change. Oh, big change yeah. from Dumb and Dumb. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Again, moving man and the power of the human spirit and what they can do to make shit times good times. Um, and yeah, look, again, fucking, I think Spielberg's going to be in my list again. Yeah. That's right, the heads yeah. up. Actually, but, uh, weirdly, I don't, there's no Spielberg on my list. Yeah, it's yeah. far out. Yeah. Um, no, no, Oh, there was one in my honorables, but he was more of a uh, what's producer. I had Goonies. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, if you put a war movie in front of you, I'm going to sit down and watch it. I, yeah, I, just, I, I love it. Uh, again, technical technical achievement. Oh I just, my God. Even just thinking of having everything black and white and a girl in red, like yeah. fuck, how smart is that? Mm. Yeah. It's so good. His first Oscar too. Yeah. This movie cheap yeah. as well. Yeah. Oscar of the year that I was born. Yeah, huge. Yeah. We'll remember. Um, just, yeah, watching this movie, uh, it makes you think, yeah, think of the, how good we have it now. Oh, yeah. Imagine living you know, as a Jew oh, in that time. Yeah. Um, on that one as well, I did have The Pianist on my list as well because I thought that was an amazing movie. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if you've seen that. Yeah. But this is an interesting fact. Yeah. So when Steven Spielberg first showed John Williams a cut of the movie, so John Williams is a famous composer, Williams was so moved, he had to take a walk outside for several minutes to collect himself. Upon his return, he told Spielberg he deserved a better comp- composer. Oh. Spielberg replied, I know, but they're all dead. What <laughs> a hectic thing Fuck. to say. Fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it gave me goosebumps because was he thinking of a Jewish composer? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Because they were, there were some really good people back then. So humble from John Williams. Yeah, so yeah, too. yeah. I mean, the man yeah. had made so many iconic scores up to yeah. that oh point. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, uh, it literally had made the Jurassic Park theme in the same year. Didn't they come out in the same yeah. year, those movies? Like, Superman? Yeah. yeah. Indiana? Indiana, Indiana Star, Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars? <laughs> yeah. Fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, yeah, man. I'll, I'll say this. There's a moment in Schindler's List that will be forever seared into my brain. Uh, it is Ralph Fiennes getting up out of the bed in the morning. Oh, he's good, man. Gets up out of the bed. He takes his gun from the corner and he puts it behind his back and stretches. Mm. Then he moves over to the window, aims yep. it down over his balcony, shoots a Jew, yep. and then puts it down. And that scene fucked me up from day mm. one. Yeah. Like yeah, I remember watching that and I was like, oh my God. Mm. That that shot, that, it's so simple, yep. but the, the uh, evil behind something like that yeah just yeah. did me in. but even just show, this is the thing like people watch movies and they don't know how it's made or how it's thought of just thinking of it that no oh, yeah. putting it on film man that's Ep- a freak. epic performance from ralph as well oh my god like he sort of gets he sort of doesn't get talked about in the grand scheme of things in that movie but he's incredible in that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, you hate him yeah. so much yeah. so much one thing that's a bummer though is liam neeson man why can't he do all these roles i think i think man he's He's, he's had his time yeah. doing them. He's, he's just doing his having fun. Movies. He's having fun and yeah. he's making money. I don't think he yeah, cares too much. He's doing like what, sure what's if... his name does. Like, you know, what's... Um, he was good in... Um... The guy who was being John Malkovich. What's his name? Yeah. Uh, uh, John Cusack. No, the guy who plays being John being John Malkovich. John Malkovich. He John talks Malkovich? like this all the time. 
John Malkovich. Is it John Malkovich? Yeah. Holy <laughs> fuck, bro. What if it's not John Cusack, yeah. it has for to be John reason, Malkovich. For some, reason, like, my, what's for some reason, my brain isn't taking <laughs> yeah. in the fact that John Malkovich it's is John playing Malkovich. John Malkovich yeah. in it. <laughs> your, yeah, but John your Malkovich. Your was perfect. <laughs> but it's true. Like, he does a lot of shit movies now. I was like, it's either John Malkovich or John Cusack. Yeah, yeah. Talks like this all the time. He does, Like this all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, he's awesome. He, he and he's started doing shit like red. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they're just having they're just having fun. They're just having yeah. fun. Yeah, That's what they're fun. doing. Yeah, they, I'm sure if they got offered a spot in something big, they would. Well, look at Al Pacino in The Irishman and yeah. that. The Irishman was good, it's man. Fucking good movie. But the thing <laughs> yeah, is, is that pretty... he's been given a good role there. But yeah. Before that, he's doing shit like Jack and Jill. Huh? Mm. Yeah, but I know I see Al Pacino. It's like, oh man, just you're just Al Pacino in every movie. Yeah, I know, but I it, was, like it was cool seeing. He's good. Though. It was cool seeing Downey Jr., Joe Pesci, and Al Pacino on oh, screen together. together again. Yeah, like, man. And yeah. with Classic. the de-aging and everything, yeah. that was cool. Yeah. So good. <laughs> um, all right, we on to number seven. Is that what we're up to we now? Sure seven? are. Yeah, number seven. Yeah. All right, number seven for me. Newer film. Um, I've mentioned on the podcast Ooh. before. This was one that I've actually only watched it twice, but it had a Always had, oh, the only reason I've watched it more is because it has such an emotional effect on me. Right. Ladybird. Uh, I knew this really? would be on your list, even yeah. though I haven't seen it. Um, just really reminds me of growing up. Yeah, you talked about um, this. Yeah. Seeing my mum and my sister and stuff like that. Just yeah. the idea of um, the idea of like her wanting to spread her wings and leave where she comes from. Mm. Yeah. Uh, not so much me. I've watched other people do it. Like they're convinced they have to get out of like Wollongong yeah. and go somewhere else to be and try and be someone else. And it's like, you know, this movie kind of like, by the end of the movie, she kind of realized home is where the heart is, you know, because yeah. she goes off to college and everything. But I just think it has a lot to say about what people are like in modern day. And um, Greta Gerwig's first directorial she's debut. She's good, she's, yeah. Like, yeah. What, a, what a way to start. Mm. Yeah. She's um, and Saoirse Ronan, just like, what yeah. an actress. Oh. She's mm. incredible. Yeah. Uh, and this is just like, seeing those two work together for the first time and grounded like the grounded reality that it's set in it's just just a perfect little movie for me mm. it's for, to watch yeah. ever since i watched see sharon and in uh hannah which yeah. shosha what seisha it's pronounced seisha oh, yeah. okay um there on i was like yeah she's going to be big mm. uh, as uh, i was as the same as um the girl from uh true grit yeah uh, and it's funny. I, I I didn't get the. I mean, it's very personal for you, mm. Lady Bird. I can see it, mm. but I didn't get that from it. I I found more of a personal connection to. I don't know why. Things like I'd have to you know think harder about it. Things like perks of being a wallflower, or uh, uh, what is it? the one with the girl from from True Grit? Uh, sometimes sixteen or some shit yeah. like that. It's, um, it also reminded me just of this actually leaving. connected the most to me of high school as well. Like, yeah. like Timothy, like Timothy Chalamet's first movie as well, I think. Or maybe if not his first movie, one mm. of his first big yes. ones. Yeah. Him being that dick kid oh, that's yeah. sitting at party acting like he's like really deep because he reads a book at a party yeah. and he's in the band and everything, but he's actually just a dick. Like yeah. he's, he's a fuck boy, basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. He is. That's I, I I remember being in high school and seeing dudes like that and chicks would be loving him. I'm like, he's a dick. <laughs> he's, he's not like he's just reading that, but he's not actually like he's not, he's not smart. He's yeah. doing that to impress you. Yeah. He's not literal. <laughs> yeah. So just I vibed a lot of things from it. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 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 No, I think it's a a, a good choice. Uh yeah. 
I mean, what choice isn't on this though? Yeah. I mean, no right or wrong. <laughs> Just that's so. what's good about film, man. It, it resonates differently with everyone. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I've yeah. Dumb and Dumb is eight on my. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, nine number seven. Uh, I had to bundle it because I just don't feel like it's one movie. Uh, I feel like it is. I feel. I don't feel like it's two movies. I feel like it's one movie. I put Kill Bill one and two. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, as one movie. Yeah, yeah. Funny, okay. I would say yeah. Kill Bill would be higher on the spectrum for me. Higher like, up. Two. Yeah, Fall Two would be higher. Yeah. yeah well, for for me. One and two are very like on the same level. They always felt like they're I'm watching one movie. Yeah. I never felt like I was watching two separate films. Mm. Yeah. Um. Uh. My little blurb. Uh. Some would say that Pulp Fiction will always be Tarantino's magnum opus, mm. yeah. and it's the movie I would put in the hands first of anyone who has never seen a Tarantino yeah. film. Yeah. But I would also argue that Kill Bill one and two is the filmmaker's pinnacle work. Yeah. Mm. Now I enjoyed uh, all his movies, eh? Yeah, oh, Glorious Bastards for me would be his pinnacle. Yeah, yeah. that's what I thought other yeah. people would say, but there's something <clears throat> just on that realm of not being super serious, yeah. but not being it's cheeky. It's still, under... it's still an amazing movie. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's incredible. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was on my oh, too many honorable mentions. <laughs> it was so hard. Uh, with bombastic fight scenes, a story of revenge, will, and determination, and characters that give you both the feels whilst keeping it Tarantino bonkers. Kill Bill brings you on a journey with the bride kiddo holding our hand almost the whole of the way. Mm. And I think that's what I kind of like a lot about it. It's that the fact that, yeah, you jump between Ellie Driver and Bide and all those characters here and there. But I I always feel like my journey in watching that movie is with Beatrix all the way. Yeah. Like you never feel like you, you, you're getting glimpses of your bad guys. You know what I like but about that movie? But you're in the box with her. You know, yeah, <laughs> is yeah. what I'm saying. You know what I like about that movie? If you haven't played the game Ghost of Tsushima, play it just for the jewels. Yeah. Is it the jewel? You call them jewels? What do you call them? Yeah, the Showdowns. Jewels. The, mm. the jewels. Yeah. They're called the jewels, like the jewels, jewels. Of, jewel of tumbling yeah. waters and stuff like that. Yeah. I find that Kill Bill mm. is a short story on each bad character, but it's a jewel. Yes. It's, yeah, well, it's an well, it's ode to samurai. Fights. It's an ode yeah. to old samurai films. Yeah. Really and it works like, pretty much. It's and anime. You watch a lot of anime and yeah. stuff He like explains that. it's a Western. Well, he that's what it's a Western. Well, because Westerns well, American, were influenced yeah. by samurai films. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Like yeah. the Magnificent American Seven Vision. is Seven Samurai. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. It's freaking good movies, man. Yeah. Tarantino. Little trivia, a quick double trivia on this then. It took eight weeks to film the 88 Yakuza and Orenishi fight. Oh, wow. How many? Two months. Eight weeks. Eight weeks. Yeah, there's a lot of Holy shit happening. Shit. The yeah, movie, that's crazy. The movies, that's it, man. It's bonkers. The movie's full time to shoot was six months. Fuck. Yeah. That's just 100, f- over 155 well, that's days. That, that band, first, that, the band that play in the middle just too. Just the first yeah. movie. That band that play a real band as well. I remember reading yeah. that. Because yeah. I remember looking it up after and Tarantino heard him playing in a yeah, record shop and he was like, who the hell is this? Yeah. And, like, and he's, yeah. like, he's like, I've got to get him in the movie. And Robert Rodriguez scored this movie for $1. That's awesome. Quentin Tarantino said he would repay him by directing a segment of Rodriguez's Project Sin City for one dollar. Ah, okay. Which segment did Tarantino do? Yeah. Uh, I'd have to look it up. Yeah, I'm sorry, fairly okay. sure it was one Sin of the City ones. Was pretty in, cool. The first the, one was good. Yeah, yeah. It was the second one. Yeah. One of the ones in Old Town, okay, like when yeah. they're actually in Old Town. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, might be the Clive Owen one. Yeah, cool. But anyway, okay, it was nice. that was the little mini trivia behind. Nice, that's cool. Watch yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Movie rips. Okay, so my number seven is. No Country 
for old men. Big, yeah. good movie. Yeah, that is a big movie. Uh, is that in your list? No. Okay, cool. Uh, again, man. Mate, one of my favorite cinematographers, Roger Deakins. This film is perfection. This this movie, I'm not surprised at all because and, you were talking about it the last two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I've, been, I've rewatched most of these in the last, yeah, I think three weeks. Yeah, th- this th- this and There Will Be Blood came out in the same year up for running mm. and actually filmed near each other. Yeah. But they're both considered like cornerstones of American cinema now, like yeah. modern American cinema. Yeah. And this is like, it, it is it's such a good film. Man, oh, yeah. it's, fuck, it's tight, this movie, man. <laughs> Even the ending, it's oh, it's, it's tension. That yeah, they, it's incredible. It's so good, and uh, the the villain, like Javier Bardem, is that how you say his name? Javier, Javier, yeah. mate. I he's he's awesome, and I wonder why they put him in a Bond movie, even though that Bond movie wasn't as good as the other ones. Skyfall, I think Skyfall's probably one of the. Oh, sorry, no, I'm ones. thinking of another one. Yeah, but no, yeah, he's he did that long monologue, didn't he? Yeah, sitting on the chair. From memory, yeah, Gotta he walks into that wide shot. Yeah, Wait, and Deacon's again. Working yeah, with Deacon's, Deacon's again. again. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, does that moment? He's not the rat. Yeah, it's got the rat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there's another movie of his I want to watch. It's um in Spanish. Beautiful. Uh, is it? Yeah, it's the one. It's supposed to be really, really good. Yeah, you seen it? I've I've had a copy in my collection for a long time and wow. haven't watched it. Oh, yet. yeah, it's supposed to be amazing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, it's uh, I've probably seen this about twenty times as well. Um, I think it's yeah, the only Coen Brothers movie in my list. Oh my god, you maybe want to watch the movies. Though. I want to watch The Departed again and this <laughs> yeah. movie. I want to watch No Country. It's just classic. Um, spending some time. So just a, <laughs> a little bit of trivia. So this one is uh, the case that held the money in the film was the same case that was also used for the same purpose in Fargo. How cool is that? It's yeah. just a MacGuffin, Some, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. It's the MacGuffin of the film, really, yeah. but it's not ever spoken about. Like Josh Brolin just silently walks onto this drug deal going wrong, yeah, and then he's pursued by Javier Bardem for the rest of the movie. Yeah, it's interesting. the The book that this was based off, the writer Cormac McCarthy, mm. who um, he also wrote the Road, the novel of the Road, Good that movie, yeah. film. Uh, he, it's. I was actually having a discussion about this yesterday with someone because mm. we were talking about novelists. Yeah, and I've read one of his books. I haven't mm. read this, but he writes Stream of Consciousness. Okay. Which is no punctuation, no paragraphs. It's just... Oh, really? Oh, wow. wow. So that'd be hard to read. It's it's like you're just... you're And you're interpreting it as you go. It's, it's really like... I read the book Blood Meridian. It's famous. And it's like, fuck, I had to stop and reread shit all the time. So it's like, what the fuck is going on? Wow. So like interpreting his books into films yeah. would be... Actually might make it even easier because you can actually go, well, I don't have to rigidly follow this. I can loosely follow the theme here and take this but mm. i think the opening dialogue and the closing dialogue are verbatim from the book yeah. because they kind of make no sense but they're man just rambling and that's yeah. kind of like what his books are like mm. so it's like interesting it's yeah. funny you say that because there's a, a the writer i don't know his name unfortunately there's the writer of cosmopolis mm. uh who's which is the robert patterson yeah film. i've never yeah. seen it either. um is he, it one of the go into space no it's no, in the limo, in a limo it? for the whole movie oh, i haven't seen that one uh he has i feel he has a similar type of writing uh i've read uh some short stories of him uh it's called uh the angel esmeralda and there's about three or four short stories in it Mm. but i remember there's one at the start where it's just like a couple on a holiday having a conversation yeah that's all it is and it's just one of those moments but it feels you have to read it a couple times because you're just like "I, i feel like i'm i'm listening to someone just think 
Mm, like yeah. it's just nothing else. It doesn't feel like it's not structured like a book is structured. It's not. It's all over the place and just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Get that same type of idea from that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, good movie. Good movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh. The and let's face it, one of the best villains. And so oh, in, so Col- influential Colin. on yeah. like a lot of other pop culture. Like in Grand Theft Auto Five, you can you stumble upon oh, really? the recreated drug deal gone wrong. Yeah. Oh, and there's a I've, case I've there's a it. there's a case if you pick it up you get like five thousand yeah. dollars. And then when you drive away you get chased by people on motorbikes with guns. Oh, can you actually escape or it's a yeah, yeah, you yeah. can no. you can escape. Yeah. It's just a like fun little it just happens randomly in the world. Yeah. And then um uh, the Last of that. Us, that was the major influence over Neil Druckmann and, oh, geez, I've forgotten the other guy's name that helped him make that. Oh, Bruce Straley. Yeah. yeah. That was their major influence was they watched No Country for All Men. They were like, we want to make this tension into a video game. Oh, so that's that's think... why Last of Us plays the way that it do, does. Yeah. Do you think it was also an influence on like other movies then taking the route of uh, having moments within film that has no score? Probably. Because like mm, I, yeah. I think about some of the best moments, like, like Dark Knight Rises, the moment with Bane and Batman yep. fighting each other. Maybe it wasn't taken from that, but I think that subconsciously you think of the tension behind No Country for, for mm. Old Men and the lack of score and you go, yeah. oh, yeah, that builds it without it, you know? Yeah. No, I did, it makes like, it better. Of all the scenes, I have that's to say... Just, the, it's a class act. The, the coin scene. Yeah, call it. Oh. Call it. Yeah, come on. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. That's, that's a good Amazing. two-face there, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. The best two-face. All right, on to number six. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, this one for me is like, I just, this in itself is a good movie, but I felt like something from this company had to be represented in my top 10. <laughs> well, okay. Um, this is interesting. <laughs> Can you give us a clue first? Yeah, it's animation. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, something I yeah, something from Pixar had yeah. to make it into yeah. my top 10. Yeah. And I, to me, this is their best movie. I, re-watch, I rewatched a lot of Pixar recently because I've got Disney Plus and I was going through this yeah. little list. Can we, can we give you one more clue? And I want to see if I can guess it. If I give you a clue, I'll just give you it away. It. Oh. Yeah. I have a feeling I know what it is, but go for it. Wally. Oh, okay. I was going to say like up or something like that. I, I mean, they're all great. Yeah. But for me, Wally is just like, it still yeah. stands the test of time. Yeah. It came Wally. out in 2008. Yeah. It's a, nearly a silent movie. Yeah. Like it's yeah. borderline being yeah. a silent movie because all they say is like their names to each other, the yeah. two robots. Mm. Um, and you care so much about mm. that little freaking <laughs> robot it's by funny, the end of the movie. You care so much about him. <laughs> Not, not only that, it's but it, it also has an envisionment of my future. Me <laughs> on big floating chairs. Yeah, yeah. Just big like fat a fat fucking yeah. huge. And I'm even getting goosebumps it's just thinking now about the, um, the, just the idea of human connection yeah. and how that's lost mm. in this yeah. world. And we're mm. losing it a little bit now. Like yeah. We're spending so much time staring at screens. It's very mm. foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and um, yeah. it's just, I just, think it's an, I just think it's such a good movie. I just, it's... Yeah. Hits me in the feels every yeah. time. I think it's the first. It might be the first one. I think it is where Roger Deakins jumped Helps. on for the lighting engine mm-hmm. with the movie. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, he's getting mentioned a lot in our top tens. Deakins today. Yeah, <laughs> That's a yeah, he, uh, he actually comes up in mine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he um, will occur. Yeah, he will make make a jump. The uh, Lucas was watching Inside Out. That's like, incredible as well. Last movie, week, man. and uh, I was. Oh, so the best because the best part of the movie was when they left the imaginary friend behind. Yeah. Man. Bing bong. Fuck. Look at that goosebumps. Yeah. Again. <laughs> so I'm many there, goosebumps. I'm, it was Joe, Lucas here, we're watching it. And I'm just out loud talking. I said, how amazing that scene. And they're just like, oh, 
Yeah. Oh, I said, man, I got frustrated. Well, that's, a, <laughs> that's so, awesome. Yeah, so Wally, Wally has the, um, he's watching the old movies. He's the only one on earth. He's watching all the classic mm. Fred Astaire films and stuff like that. And then he sees, he, he falls in love at first sight with Eva. Yeah. She doesn't want anything to do with him at first. And he like wears her down from mm. his cuteness yeah. and his quirkiness. Everyone he touches or connects with along the way in the yeah. ship has a positive, mm. he has a positive impact on them. Mm. Yeah. And then, um, that the, the famous scene in space where he's got the fire extinguisher and she's flying around yeah. and oh, it feels yeah. like an old movie it's so yeah. romantic yeah. Yeah. and they're two freaking robots man yeah. like, <laughs> and then at the end when she, he dies and she brings him back to life mm. and he doesn't remember he just goes he restarts his programming mm. back to zero and yeah. it's so fucking heartbreaking yeah. and then when he remembers her and they finally hold hands mm. That's it. Okay, I, I care <laughs> yeah. more about that yeah. romance than I did about freaking Jon Snow and Daenerys and Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> how's how's um? There's ten seasons, man. Was that was that the was that the movie where they released? Is it the paper airplane that short? I don't think it. Well, I think that came out. Uh, that came later. out something later. But yeah. that's a good short yeah, as well. Man, yeah, man, that is like in what four minutes? Yeah. But just um, four flees two characters like. Yeah, but what Wally making into this spot is more a tribute to how good Pixar are for me. Yeah. This is just the well, best of their work, really. Well, I'll definitely say this: they I haven't I, made a. I don't think they haven't made a bad movie yet. They've made some, uh, not bad, but they've made some of them mediocre. Cool. Yeah, mm. yeah. I'll, I'll say this: uh, when I was in university, uh, it was one of the uh, top screenwriting uh, films that we uh, went deep in deep into was Wally. Yeah, and. It is surprisingly so, so tight. Yeah. Like it's, it, if you read the the film, it's probably 80 pages. Yeah. Like it's- It's all visual storytelling. Yeah. It's all yeah. visual storytelling. But yeah. even the 80 pages of visual storytelling written is so simple. It allows for so much improvisation and, and betterment for the mm. film, yeah. but keeps the heart of everything that has yeah. to happen. Do you, do you think it's that... It's best writing I've seen yeah. in a long time. Yeah. Do you think that having no dialogue makes you concentrate more? Like, that's what happens to I, me. I think it does, If it, but you still have to execute the visual yeah. storytelling yeah. properly. You yeah. still have to keep us engaged. Mm. And that's Wally does it so well. It opens mm. up. We see the earth is fucked, yeah. <laughs> full mm. of rubbish. Mm. We know that Wally's the only one there. You know, it's 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 just such good visual storytelling yeah. and such a metaphor for where we're going. Like yeah. the, the direction it's good meaning. we're taking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, good, it's good philosophy. It's a lot of, yeah. a lot of and the way they use there. simple pictures, like when Eva puts the plant in her, it's just the green symbol, of the yeah. plant on her yeah. chest. Really you good know design. what's happening. Like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. just incredible. Yeah, yeah. The design's so good, man. Mm. Number six <clears throat> for me, the Lost Boys. Ooh. Made in 1987. I haven't seen this movie. Yet. Corey Haim. Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. Feldman. Yep. The first time the Coreys were ever together in a film. Yes. Did you know? In Debut. my so I'm sort of a bit of handbrake, but <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Here we go. Go. Yeah, another one in my honourable mentions was License to Drive. License to Drive. <laughs> That's not really a handbrake. You didn't have to say this is a handbrake. Oh, well, I'm sort of handbreaking it. Yeah. But yeah, those two together, man. Yeah, they were good, Back man. in the 80s. Yeah. <sighs> awesome. Well, I'll, I'll, look, this is my little blurb here. Uh, this movie brings me so much joy. It has some of the most amazing choices in design, makeup, and costuming and combines it with a clever and fun-filled script with characters that you all care about. Uh, it is an 80s uh, lover's wet dream and has a movie soundtrack everyone should own. 
Mm. Also, the Frog Brothers introducing the idea that comets can teach you things was at the time mind-bending for my little 10-year-old brain. Uh, Maybe younger when I watched it. Uh, Even after multiple watches over the years, I still pop in The Lost Boys Mm. yearly. Can I say something? When you guys grew up, it's it's sort of in relation to this, that whole feel of that, that age bracket. Like when that that was the film was getting made and the way that films resembled people in society. When you grew up, was social media a big part? No, no. Was uh, it? Social media. There was when I was in high school. I didn't have good enough internet to have it, but yeah, because <laughs> we were still on dial up until like later in my high school years. Um, MSN Messenger was the big thing, but that yeah. was different because it was just messaging. Yeah, it was just like texting. Yeah, MySpace came out when I was in year eleven. Really? So 2007? Still... Oh, it probably came out earlier, but I didn't get... No one was jumping on MySpace till I was like later. And that was like the first thing like that. And then when I... My first year uni is when I got on Facebook. Okay. So, yeah. my point is... So, you I have... I in year 11 when I was on Facebook. But you haven't really... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah. so I'm like two or three years ahead of you. Yeah. yeah. yeah but so. you haven't really experienced life outside of high school without social media. It's always been there. Um. Well, this is the thing. I felt like most of my high school career you would call it maybe was without social media that was in depth yeah so it's not like without it okay yeah it was more like it was a lot more like a lot more just that's why i watch so many movies i think Mm. and and listen to i I listen to cds (laughs) and stuff like that yeah Yeah, i listen and we didn't have um you like I didn't get a mobile phone till I was in year ten, but yeah. like everyone had, but you, no one ever had enough credit or minutes. Mm. So you're you were still ringing each other's house phone and being yeah. like, always, yeah. you know, it's, it's my mate there. Like, yeah. Did you have uh, cassette tapes then? We weren't that. I wasn't in that <laughs> room. I, maybe the first three years of my life or four years was more cassette based. Yep. Yeah. Primary school, I had a cassette player, yeah. but discman became a thing yeah as i was in high school ipods and that were coming out but they were so fucking expensive you couldn't afford them. yeah i was as i came into high school i think year seven and or eight is when i got an ipod yeah i had a mp3 player was 256 meg yeah yeah i remember those days i had the original walkman a yellow walkman yeah Yeah, and it was freaking crazy but my point is is back in those times you see the kids man like it's like if all the old. It's know, like they're having fun. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but it's true. Yeah, it's true, man. They're out. They're living life, man. And I think that's what. I think that's what the Lost bringing Boys bringing you back. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, the Lost Boys is so much more than just a a, a simple vampire film. Mm. It is a film where there's these people that have just moved to this town, and he has no friends or nothing. And he all he has is his brother that just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. So it's just like it's like the brother's too old for the the the, the other brother, but it, it just I don't know. There's something about this movie I can't always put my finger on. It's magic. All like yeah, all it's I magic, can man. say is it's fun. Yeah. Mm. It is so much fun. And I tell people all the time, they're like, but you don't understand, you don't get it. I'm like, maybe you do have to watch it as a kid. Maybe mm. you do have to watch it in the between the ages of like 10 and 15 to get that feeling mm. but i i yeah. do think that this movie well number one is joel shoemaker's best movie <laughs> oh is it shoemaker yeah, yeah i didn't know no, no. by All far right. joel shoemaker's you, best film yeah you movie. know that they're because uh, this guy did batman forever, forever and batman and robin did but batman hear, forever i didn't mind did you hear they want to i think ice cubes leading it they want to do a schumacher cut because apparently there's a there's a, a director's cut there but warners won't show it what of robin which one? Forever. 
I like Forever. I think Batman Forever is definitely better than Batman and Robin. It's oh, horrible. <laughs> Batman and Robin is horrible. Batman Forever. Actually, Batman Forever has probably one of my favorite Batman, well, not Batman scenes, uh, Riddler scenes with Jim Carrey, like uh, strapping the guy in yeah, and yeah. rolling him towards the window going yeah. nuts. Fucking good scene. Yeah. I, I can't remember it. Anyway. I think I've erased it from my memory. Yeah. I would highly recommend watching that scene. Yeah. But those right. old movies, you say, like, it's like with um, Super 8, Goonies, the, all that. Oh, feel. yeah. Well, it's got that feel in it. Well, a little bit of trivia. This movie was, here you go, the original screenplay written by uh, Jan Fisher and James Jeremiah was uh, originally about a bunch of Goonie-type 5th and 6th grade kid vampires mm. uh, with the Frog Brothers, brothers being chubby 8-year-old Cub Scouts yeah. and Star being a boy instead of a love interest. Wow. Also, the movie came from the inspiration of peter pan being a vampire because peter pan goes to wendy which is the name of the mother yeah mm. goes to wendy and promise her internal life and youth uh, and the idea was that the lost boys yeah the lost boys yep. are these kids of that have been taken as vampires and wow. oh, and, cool. yeah. and the actual the group the Kiefer sutherland and that yep. are the lost boys mm. and the head vampire mm. is peter yeah even the name of the dog in the film is called um, Nanooch or something like that. What's mm. his name? Uh, I think it is Nanook. Nanook. Yeah. Nana. Yeah. The yeah, dog right. from yeah, the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. So, What's yeah. the lead character's name in it? What's his name? Uh, Kiefer Sutherland. No, the... Um... the Oh, the, the brother? Yeah. The brother's is so Kevin? good in it. Because Kiefer, I remember him saying, he kept saying his name. Lost Boys. I'll, I'll have a quick squiz. Cause Kevin. Did he keep saying that? Oh, there's that moment where he goes... Michael. His name's Michael. Because he goes, yeah. Because he goes, he goes. Michael, you're eating worms, Michael. Yeah. Oh, fuck that movie's good, man. I want to watch it now. They're maggots, weren't they? Yeah. No. First, it's worms. Uh, Noodles. Yeah. And then he goes, he goes, he goes, have some rice instead, Michael. Yeah, that's right. Maggots, Michael. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. Watch it. Yeah, it's a classic. Yeah, it's pretty good. Highly recommend. But that's my number six. Yeah. Pretty good list so far. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Number six, Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> you would have you guessed this would have been a no, no, this, Your one's good. pretty predictable, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, look. Oh, again, I've seen this movie so many times um, and I love war movies. And to me, the Omaha, the beach landing and all that. It's oh, it's like, an incredible it's opening pretty, sequence. One of the scenes, Tom Hanks, he was like... Oh, incredible like that was his I think that was his heyday he did that there's a few other films that he did at the same time um, and then he made Band of Brothers and, oh, incredible um, and that yeah that's pretty much going to stay with me as my all time favourite war, war film yeah. see and, I even like and I walked spoiler, out no more war films on the list from you then hey yeah it's got to be it yeah that's right <laughs> I, had I had to double check, check. <laughs> I double check yeah uh, but um, yeah that's that's uh, I think everyone knows this story because we talked about it before. But that's when I was, I think I was 17 or 16. I was throwing the movies and I wanted to go into the army because I had no freaking idea what I wanted to do mm. when I finished school. And yeah, that's when I walked out and, and I just saw the old guys crying and I said, no, nah, I'm not going into the army. Yeah. This yeah. Oh, was like a young, man. naive kid just Sack got an eye opener. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah. I wasn't going to tease him again. Yeah. Yeah. No, I um, wanted to bring it in. Yeah. <laughs> but man, yeah, that's... I think every scene in that film is amazing. Incredible movie. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible yeah. movie. Yeah. 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 It's very good. Yeah. Even the, like the, story the accuracy arc. of yeah. the, 
the historical depiction of yep. Omaha Beach is mm. uh, mind bending. Yeah. Well, veterans and, um, said it was like yeah, it was like that's pretty much that's pretty close to what it was like yeah. being there, yeah. which is incredible. And um, especially when we were um, there was one you know where they go up the the hill with the cows. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Oh, remember, we were I think we were making a when we did your short or something. We were just talking about how Declan short. Yeah, directors will because yeah. you think how they get the lights so good all the time and that and you think do they halt production and say no nah, we're going to wait and do this because I think that hill scene that was supposed to be from the other side and I think they were running short on time and I said no nah, we'll just shoot it from the other other direction because it's better light so they yeah. moved the whole set around. I have yeah. actually since learned that yeah you are supposed to just wait till the sun yes. goes behind a cloud. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's good sense. for us for the future. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's what they're doing on 2017. They waited yeah. until it was behind a cloud yeah. before they before they rolled camera, yeah. which Makes is sense. insane. To Easier to get. Yeah. How much of that movie is outdoors? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's good. <laughs> so yeah, man. So listen yeah. to your cinematographers, folks. Yeah, that movie is uh, our deep dive into it was yeah some of the most interesting facts I've ever learned. Mm. Yeah. Maybe in any cinema. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, but seeing that on the big screen. At the time it was released, man. That's probably why one. That's one of my gross of the movies I didn't get to see it in the cinema. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I got to yeah, either. Man, fuck, it's good, yeah. eh? Yeah. 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 Very good. Good, good list. Good list. Mm. All right. Into the bloody top five. Yeah. Big time. All right. My number five. Put the cup there because I always want to see your phone. So I'm blocking oh, my vision. Can you see it? Not now, I can't. Um, so bad. Eyes, <laughs> eyes going. Look at it. Look at it. Like, no, no. <laughs> my number five, um, probably in my eyes, the best rom com of all time. Here we go. I know this one. When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, we got to do this one at some point in time because yeah. I mean, he talks it. about it a lot. I haven't seen it. I love this we- movie. <laughs> I think I think this movie's so charming. Um, I think Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal just have electric chemistry on screen together. Billy Crystal is good, eh? Um, oh. And the idea of it being a movie about two people who have suffered like bad breakups, re-finding each other and becoming friends and then romantic after it is kind of unique. Mm. It's um, not unheard of. I think it's pretty of. realistic. Yeah, well. but like just the whole movie based around it. Also yeah. also a hilarious uh, performance from Carrie Fisher. Mm. Oh, She's yeah, just so good in it. Oh, yeah. um, and it's like it's got the iconic scene, you know, that I'll have what she's having. That's been in parodied and interpreted uh, to death yeah. all over the place um and it's like it's one of those classic movies too that has the opening credits where it's just like sh- shows locations around the place with the guy singing a song over the top with the, the names in white saying who's oh, gonna okay. be starring was this Woody allen no it's rob reiner fuck yeah that's super weird rob reiner why, and why um, went woody allen for some reason mm. yeah i don't know why rob reiner jeez uh, this is so annoying. I'm I guess if it name. was Woody Allen, he would have been in it. Why, <laughs> he would have been. He would have been Harry. This is this is interesting so far. So Declan's Rob more Reiner. of the the human sort of films, like a, a uh, relationships. Yeah. Yours is like you got the old eighties and the the vibes of. Yeah, I go for a feeling. Mix, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, like a style feeling, and Declan goes for more a, a legitimate human feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. something that you as. A, a human being we can connect to yeah 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 and you're and classic mine's, yeah mine's yeah like yeah. classic film yeah but yeah. um it's, it's um nora efron wrote the screenplay she went as a direct she's a big yeah, figure in the romantic big. comedy oh, okay. um she wrote sleepless in seattle as well i think yeah. she directed oh. that too perhaps um but the the actual discussion the, one of the big discussions in the film about 
can a man and a woman just be friends or will yeah. there eventually be like the billy crystal says in the movie um a guy and a girl can never be friends because every guy just wants to nail every girl mm. especially if he's attracted to her mm. And Sally's like, what if he's not attracted to her? He's like, oh, you pretty much want to nail them too. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that was a big that was that was a discussion that Nora Ephron and Rob Reiner had, and that's mm. sort of like how the movie okay. came to exist. It's funny, I I agree with her. <laughs> yeah, I think guys and girls can totally be friends. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I got no, honestly, I got I got a couple of oh, friends I'll, that are girls. I can't say names, but I've had yeah. Can't have one. I had a friend of mine recently get some read shit, and I was like, "Oh wow, <laughs> wow!" But yeah, no, I, I think that's possible. I think it, it's not good when like it's harder to do if you are already in a relationship. Yeah. In the sense of yeah, uh, it can be very. Uh, it depends separate. on the couple too. Like, yeah. yes, that's people, true. Yeah. yeah. The, the other How cool thing this movie it. does is the um the the cutaways to the old couples talking to camera about how they met. Mm. Yeah. It's really cute. Like it's just these old couples talking over the top of each other and stuff. And they're it's like, weird seeing a grown man say the word "cute." I don't know what it is. <laughs> don't you reckon it's still, it just I feels sorry. weird? What's wrong with that? No, no, I'm just saying. It's just, just um, feels it. But it's very. It's like it's, it's a weird word. It's I, I actually didn't look up, <laughs> yeah. but they're, 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 they've like you know just the whole idea of romance and yeah. the yeah. different types of romances that there are in the world and how everyone's unique and mm. meets people differently. Mm. It's it's a real it's a really it's a very understatedly funny movie it's not like throwing jokes down your throat the whole time it's like mm. funny social interactions that make you laugh in this yeah. movie yeah well it's funny i i, I don't want to bring it too far into myself because, no go ahead That's but what this uh, is for. there was a, a a little bit of a thing that i wrote a couple of years ago maybe one of the most proud things i've written and it's this conversation these two people that have just met they had a conversation together now they're sitting and they're actually enjoying just being around each other. Yeah. They're not talking anymore. Yeah. And this guy observes another couple across the room that are just texting. And uh, he says, um, he says it feels like their the relationship is fading because they're not they're they're just sitting there not doing anything, not talking to each other. Mm. And the other woman goes, I think it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Mm. And she goes, he goes, what do you mean? She says, oh, I think they're texting each other. And they're saying these beautiful, loving things to each other as if they first met. Mm. And it's the new, the spark, this, this world of something different. And every Friday or Saturday, they come here and they sit down and they text one another. And I feel like Harry and Met Sally has those type of conversations where it's yeah. just conversations about people talking about people yeah. and who they are mm. and, and where they're coming from, the types of romances, the world that we live in uh, with uh, deep interconnections with one another. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's, a, it's one of my favorite scenes and actually early on in the piece when Harry and his best mate I sitting there and Harry's talking about how his wife's left him yeah. and she's been, she's with another man, like she's been cheating on him. Yeah. But while they're having this depressing conversation, they're at a baseball game mm. and they're constantly having to stand up to do the Mexican <laughs> wave. wave. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so, it's just so clever. I've got to watch it. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. That was your number five. Number five, yeah. like it. Um, number five for me, my only animation in the whole of them, mm. The Lion King. <laughs> yeah, very good. Nineteen ninety four. Yeah, great movie. Uh, the old classic. Not yeah. the not the new CGI. No, definitely version. not. Oh, that's weird. No. <laughs> um, my little blurb on it: uh, The Lion King is a childhood favorite and a household staple. Uh, it is the manual for education for new life through cinema. This is this is what I call it. Mm. You have a child, 
This will teach them generally life. life. Yeah. And death. Um, following the circle of life as a structure, the Lion King both dis- um, Lion King displays and teaches you youth about um, youth about birth, about childhood, friendship, the pain of loss, love, fending for oneself, respecting and learning from the past and the dead before letting you go, leadership and standing up for what is right. And it songs. Is, and songs. <laughs> Musicals. And it is the perfect general life lessons for kids. Yeah. Also, the songs are absolutely banging. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I know, I, know you're, I can't believe you, know, like, you can't do this movie. Just because can't this wait movie to be king. Like, this movie's so good. It's Hamlet. It's it's also Hamlet. It is. Yeah, like, yeah, it's not like, 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 the songs are good. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. But it's a, it's a fantastic movie. This, I think yeah. this this yeah. fantastic this movie. Disney cartoon is the one that like like most yeah. boys that were born in the 90s would say is their favorite Disney cartoon yeah. film. Uh, but yeah. I Polarized. honestly believe that it I like is better. It is yeah. a it it's not only just the fact that it's a good cartoon cuz for example, I'd put Beauty and the Beast as just a better Actually, no. story. Uh, better no, Beauty no, and the I Beast agree, is but awesome. I'm, I'm saying like this is yeah, the one. The that, one you'd, yeah. Th- I, 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 would put, I would probably put Beauty and the Beast as my favorite one. Yeah, yeah. Starts, yeah. But The Lion King is the one. It's it's amazing still. It's, yeah. You know. But, yeah. but thinking of it filmically as what would I give a child and be like, hey, if you're going to have a little bit of a think, yeah. this is the movie I yeah. want you to think yeah. about. Yeah. Because yeah. it just teaches you. It, it, it opening as a circle of life is just such an intelligent concept mm. yeah. and being like, this teaches you the basics mm. for a child. And, you know, I mean, how many times did I watch Mufasa die and just fucking ball? Still hurts. <laughs> like, it still fucking hurts yeah. to this day. Yeah. <laughs> still hurts for me. James L. Jones's voice is incredible yeah. as well. Dan over here going, huh. <laughs> there's better, there's better animations. But yeah. Okay. But yeah, enough. that's it's but, yeah, it's good. Yeah. But still, yeah, definitely like said, my. It's a fantastic movie. Um, I'll give you a, the light bit of trivia to end it off. Yep. Uh, the team working on the film was supposedly Disney's B team. Wow. Who yeah, were kept yeah. Who were kept busy while Team A worked on Pocahontas, <laughs> on which the production had much higher hopes. As it turned out, The Lion King became a huge critical and commercial success, ah. whereas Pocahontas was met with mixed reviews okay. and a much lower box office. It oh. also has not aged well at all. It has not. <laughs> not at all. Because of the white saviour. That yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 Crazy. <clears throat> all right, so number five. Yes. <sighs> Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. a good one. Cool. Did we all watch that together? No, I, watched I it didn't with see you. with yeah. you. Yeah. Fuck the buzz leaving that cinema. <laughs> we went to the pub after that. Yeah, it was good. It was, it was insane, super good. man. Um, fuck, it was good. Just yeah. a technical. Marvel. Is that it? <laughs> that was your it's, thing. Oh, it's really no, no, it's, it's a technical marvel. This movie, like, it's one of the, it's one of the rare movies that is like I don't want to say skin tone but it's kind of skin tone story and just like fucking it's just like has it's you by the throat for the whole fucking oh, movie yeah. man like, and uh it's and I remember um oh, what's his name now George uh George Miller George Miller because they're doing they're doing a sequel it's been yeah I'm not greenlit. I don't know we'll see alright so if he's attached to it I'm keen for it but he I said guess. he wanted a post-apocalyptic movie that's not like other post-apocalyptic movies where yeah. it's just the, the colours all toned down he wanted saturation through the yeah. roof mm. and it works because the energy in this movie is so good we've, mm. d- we've discussed this in the podcast before that there was a period there about five ten years ago where everyone was just desaturating the yeah. movies and Book it's of like eli yeah the road yeah and you watch it now and yeah. you're like why did that 
Why did that happen? happen? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> color is so important. Yeah. Like, why would you want? Yeah. To... Oh yeah. man, the movie is full of yeah fantastic scenes. Um, the pacing of it, I thought it's awesome. I, I will never forget. It's Cirque du Soleil on steroids. It yeah. really is. But yeah. I will never forget the moment where, uh, okay, straight after Max's car crashes at the start. Mm. And we, we that car's out of picture. So now yeah. you're like, oh shit, that car's gone. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. We're, we're killing the past. Yeah. And then you have, bam, he wakes up and shit is fucking on. <laughs> yes. Like, I mean, the edits are going mental. Yeah. He's running, people are climbing, trying to grab him in water. He's getting pulled <laughs> yeah. down. He's jumping over fucking cranes and shit. The thing is, I mean, though, that movie just goes. I've got to watch it again. Yeah. If, if there was more more quote-unquote high-octane fuel in a tank, this oh, movie would yeah. give it to you. Yeah. Like, but what I like about it is it's all followable. It's not like no, some, yeah. some movies these days have got... He's a genius yeah, crazy edit. Yeah, crazy action scenes and you don't know what's going on. You can follow along with this movie, yeah, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, saying? yeah, yeah. yeah. You can like it's so scenes, discernible. You know, yeah. you, know you, you know where you are. Yeah, the, this movie is still good, and this still works in the scheme of it. This, what I'm about to say, and this should say how good it is. Yeah. There is a fucking truck with a dude on the front just soloing on a guitar, <laughs> and it's for, it's fucking cool. I know. That shouldn't know, be man. cool. That should be like lame as, but yeah. it fucking works. I know. <laughs> it's awesome. And flames come out of the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's true. <laughs> Do you know what it reminds me of? It's like, it's like what Robert Rodriguez is trying to go with some of his films. Yeah, like, but he's more grindy. Yeah, but it just doesn't work as well. But George Miller just he just makes it work. He yeah. just puts so much effort into making this discernible action. It's a spectacle, and I think that 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 has actually translated into other movies now because you watch like a lot of like other action movies and big tentpole movies are coming mm. out and you can really follow action a lot better than you used to be able to I would say that for me personally mm. it feels like the scope of things has gotten more easy to interpret well, yeah. look at things like you know I'm not going to say I'm definitely not going to say <laughs> Fast and the Furious yeah. Yeah. because I just feel like that's like no. I've always said it it's like kids with like uh, toy cars yeah. and you know how you take toy cars and you, go, and you put them on like couches and yeah. shit yeah. that's what they're doing in the movies well but, literally in those like, movies they say as as dialogue in every movie they're like oh we need to do this thing and they just go we need faster cars yeah yeah that's literally yeah. what happens like yeah. that. <laughs> i hate those but, movies oh. but i will say that it reminds me of things like john wick yeah i know i keep coming back to john wick but it's just such a a, a tight trilogy for Simple. action yeah and i think that Things like Fury Road definitely mm, yeah. had an influence on things like that. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, mm. a high influence. It's good when movies like that come out and have a positive influence on how people make things. Yes. Like I've even said, like when there's a noticeable difference after the first Avengers movie that the action in the Marvel movies, mm. yeah. particularly the Captain America films, becomes yes. more engaging and easier to understand what's happening. And I just think that Mad Max Fury Road definitely had to have had an impact mm. on They sort of simplify. Thing. Man, best, yeah. best yeah. fight. In Marvel series, yeah, Captain America and Iron Man. Iron Man. Fuck, that was it. Was a, it's a ripper fight. Yeah, fuck. And you know what? I also it's, think the Captain America there's... Winter Soldier fight is pretty sick. Oh though, yeah, they... yeah. <laughs> but They're there's, good. They're there's good, that man. moment. There's more of a connection with the Iron Man one to me. Yeah, because I think that he has that moment where he goes, he says, "Tony, just, I'm so sorry," and he goes, "You killed my mum." Yeah, he just yeah. has that moment. He just goes, yeah. "You killed my mum." Yeah, and that's it. He's yeah. fucking over it. Yeah, like he's, he's going. Yeah. For he becomes it. a villain yeah. at that yeah. point. Yeah. yeah, and it's such a such a moment. Yeah. Man, yeah, it's good. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. No, it's a good yeah, pick. Man, yeah, yeah. Good pick. Yeah. Good pick. Yeah. All right. Number four. 
Let's see what human motion <laughs> engaging movie. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, so this one for me, I literally have watched this movie once, uh, three times in one day. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, and it's a bit of an odd movie. I think you might be a bit like stunned by being up so high. I mean, watching I'm it that many times. Intrigued. I don't know why it connects with me so much. I connect. There's one character in particular I just love in this movie. The right stuff. Oh, you told me to watch what? this movie. I've never seen <laughs> this. It's about the space race um, after Russia yeah. got the first um, it's an interesting man thing. into space and America's mad rush to get the first people into orbit. And yeah. then it's not about the moon landing. It's about the first getting people into orbit. Um, it's a massive movie. It's got a massive scale. It almost has like a first and second half. The first half is all about the jet, mm. the jet um, pilots breaking the sound barrier. And one man in particular who I absolutely fell in love with watching this movie. He's dead now, isn't he? Yeah. No, he's still alive. He's like 98 or some oh. shit. Um, Chuck Yeager, who yeah. was just oh, yeah, just yeah. a weapon of a human being. Yeah. Oh, the actor though. Chuck the actor died. Yeager. Uh, did he Sam Neill? I can't remember. But, um, anyway, what, Chuck what Yeager. What year is this? Is this like it's an it's 80s old. film? Yeah. Um, I guess like, it's a long movie. Yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. You Disney, this Disney three Plus. hours, 13 minutes. Yeah, three yeah, times. Yeah, man, I so love it. so long. Did you just let it run in the background? Yeah, I did. I just wanted to keep... Because... Watching Chuck Yeager break the sound barrier for yeah, the first cool. time with the yeah. crappy jet technology he had. Mm. And then after he does that, what happens is all the astronauts, the future astronauts come yeah. and um, yeah. try to, they break it as well. And every time his record gets broken, he gets straight back mm. in a jet and breaks it again. Wow. And then what happens is they pick all the guys that went to college to go and become astronauts and Chuck Yeager gets left behind. And there's this beautiful scene near the end where all the astronauts are being celebrated and they're mm. sitting in front of the president and getting these dancers to dance for him and everything. Yeah. But um, Chuck Yeager's still back in the desert, getting mm. in a jet again, trying to break, trying to break wow. his record. Yeah. And he crashes and he's like, comes out injured and he just like, man, he's like struggling. He's the one that started it all. Yep. Yeah. Um, Ed Harris, Dennis Quaid yeah, are man. in it. Young Ed Harris. I know. And Dennis I've seen the cast here. Um, yeah. Scott Glenn. Yeah. Yeah. I think your young Jeff Goldblum's in it too. Yeah, that guy. You all right? Oh, <laughs> Fuck. Um, Get your phone out, man. It's. <laughs> I just think this is such yeah, an. This shepherd. this was a big influence on Interstellar yeah, and Dark First Man. Yeah. Um, yeah, First Man reminds yeah. me of. Yeah. Um. It's it's just yeah. terrific to me. This movie. I just love it. I can't even really explain. Yeah, like what I like about it so much. But you but said I you watched, watched it with your dad when you were younger as well. Dad yeah. put it on for me, and he because yeah. he said you got to see this guy Chuck Yeager. Yeah. But that's what's interesting about it. The first half of the movie mm. is so Chuck Yeager focused, mm. and then after it, it splits off about the space race more, mm. right. and he's barely in it. Which is you barely man. ever see him again. Huh. Yeah, and um, it's all yeah, about it's the astronauts and how yeah. they all their training yeah, they go so. through and everything, and it's like yeah, it's super interesting. Yeah. He was a portion of history. And then well, they was made, left that, uh, in well, he's dust still super famous. Yeah, he was, he, was, yeah. he fought in the wars him. and everything, and he's like he was yeah. he was a he was a respected pilot. He's Christopher Lee. No, <laughs> but he um, <laughs> he should have been he should have been an astronaut basically. Yeah. Mm. Um, there's a good moment with Dennis Quaid's character where he's this is the moment that resonates with me the most is that he um, throughout the whole movie he says to his wife that's another aspect of like the effect it has on the wives this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, he says to her, who's the greatest pilot you ever saw? And she goes, oh, it's like rolls her eyes. And he's always like, I am, you know, but he, he's like the cocky young guy. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. sees Chuck Yeager and he's, you can tell he's intrigued by him. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the movie, the, the journalists ask him, who's the best pilot 
you've ever seen. Yeah, that's right. And he's about to tell the story of Chuck yeah. Yeager, but then they get impatient with him and he goes, oh, yeah, you know, I am. But you know he was going to say yeah. Chuck Yeager. And it's like a nice yeah. little moment. But yeah, yeah, for me, it's just an incredible did. movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that guy, Sam, what's his name? Sam Shepard? Yeah. He died 2007. Oh, did he? Yeah. yeah. He's great. In it. Everyone's yeah. great. In it. It's just yeah. not one of those ones where it's just like yeah. everything yeah. works. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to watch that. I've never yeah. seen it. Check what's it out. The, what's the score on it? It's uh, 7.8 out of 10. Yeah, it's that's pretty, pretty high seven. still. Yeah. I don't think it's in the top 200 here. No, but no just for me personally. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it resonates. Yeah. Fuck, man. Lost Boys ain't in the top yeah. 200. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> that's sick. Still a good movie. Good oh, memories. I'm keen now. I'm, that's one to put in the books. That's what movies are about, man. Yeah. yeah. Feels. Yeah. For me, number four. Pretty new movie. Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, nice. Good movie, man. Yeah. I I just, this movie... Deacons. I'll give you a little bit of information about it because this movie sits a little heavier with me. Uh, I watched Blade Runner 2049 in the cinemas with a friend of mine at one of the worst times of my life. Uh, There were other movies I had gone to around that time that I ended up either leaving the cinema from or not enjoying from unease. I couldn't sit through them. I just, not because of what was happening on the screen, I couldn't focus. I, I felt uneasy about life and things that were occurring in life. Um, 2049 enthralled me so much and allowed me to relax with so much fervent filmmaker joy that I genuinely forgot the world around me for two hours and 45 minutes I was there. Yeah. I didn't. I couldn't think of anything but... Goosebumps, yeah. man. Yeah. I, I, anything but was what was happening on the cinema for that time. Um. Uh, playing his stoic, charming self again is Ryan Gosling as Kay, and there to support him is Harrison Ford reprising Rick Deckard mm. and one of Hollywood's most encapsulating and gorgeous actresses, Anna de mm. uh, The film is beautiful. It's enthralling. It makes you question and think, but never leaves you feeling stupid. Best of all, you don't have to have seen Ridley Scott's Blade Runner to enjoy it. And sure, it will enhance the experience, but it's not a must. No. So yeah. I, I just like... I don't one, like the first one. <laughs> you will, yeah, yeah. That some people will like it and some people won't. Yeah. But it'll definitely... Uh, it'll add to it, but it, you mm. don't need to. No, I don't mm. need to. But this was definitely in a time where I... I honestly, I would go to the cinemas. I, I couldn't watch it. I couldn't yeah, watch right, anything. Yeah. And this movie here, mm. I couldn't... I had, what was it? I was out. What was it though, you think? It was... It was everything. It was everything from like the opening shot of this desert plain. Such good shots. This though. desert plain of like a city, but it's also a city. Like it looks yeah. like a desert, but it's a city. Yeah. And then Batista at the start is so good. Like yeah, every awesome. actor in this is yeah. enhanced from Villeneuve. Yeah. And um, I think too is just the and when they see, I think when someone like Batista sees how Ryan Gosling's performing, like it makes him go, fuck man, I'm going to step yeah. up my game. You know, yeah. It's like that playing off each other. Yeah. It only happens every now and then with movies. Yeah. It's really cool when you can witness it. it yeah. It's it's what I think you said before. It's this lightning in a bottle aspect. Yeah. And it happens in fleeting moments. Mm. Like I wouldn't say Batista is like perfect in all of it. No. Even that short little bit. But I'd say that he just gives you enough when he's stirring that pot and he's got yeah. the glasses on mm. to be like, oh, no, that's the character. That's yeah. not Batista anymore. Yeah. I don't see yeah. that person. Mm. Uh, and I feel that all the way through the movie with all the different characters, all the moments. And let's face it, this movie is just fucking beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's like, phenomenal. it's super good. Yeah. Was this his movie. first? Was this the one Oscar. he won his first Oscar for? Yeah. yeah. And that's this is my Roger Deakins call. Yeah. yeah. Um, bit of trivia, and I think you guys will like this one. Yeah. 
Um, Villeneuve uh, experienced immense pressure to do this sequel right, especially when executive producer Scott uh, was on set. Scott's presence became yeah, nearly yeah. unbearable yep. when it was time to direct Harrison Ford. So Villeneuve finally asked Scott how would he feel if his favorite director, Inga Bergman, was looking over his shoulder while directing. Yeah, if I has got balls, eh? Yeah. Uh, Scott had a good laugh over it, but understood and left the set. Yeah. So Villeneuve later credited Scott and with leaving he, him alone for most of the shoot and giving him freedom to direct his movie as he pleased, only offering advice when Villeneuve asked. Yeah. As it should be. It's if good. Ridley wanted to direct yeah. it, he should direct it. Yeah. Yeah. Because he can get his little mitts in there a little yeah. bit too much. Yeah. I could see him being that guy that gets too like, hey, hey, remember that was my baby once. Yeah, and yeah. you're like, hey, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, it's yeah. mine now. <laughs> yeah. Thing is, if he directed another one, it wouldn't be as good. So that, yeah, it probably wouldn't. <laughs> if his track record now. Probably wouldn't. Martian was good. Yeah, that's different. I like, you know, the alien. Yeah. 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 Sort of ruined it. But yeah, but that's, I love the world. That's my number four. Yeah, that's yeah. no, a good good choice, man. Daniel, you're number four. <clears throat> Woohoo! <laughs> Getting to the good ones. Yeah. Forrest Gump. Nah, it's not. <laughs> I would have uh, been, yeah, I wouldn't have cared. That would have been good. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. yeah. It's I my, can only, that. my only Fincher film. Um, Fuck, I could have put a few in there. Yeah. Man, it's fucking good. It's, it's again, this is another influence, I guess. On some of the ways I shoot, uh, just that the dark and the way they use light, uh, the story in this, the 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 twist at the end. Um, <laughs> What's in that box? Yeah, yeah, and just even just the the seven deadly sins, yeah. like the way, like I always come back to there's a scene in a Breaking Bad um, when uh, Jesse he goes to an all time low and he goes into that drug house. Mm-hmm. And there's a shit everywhere, mm-hmm. right? Take that on, put that on steroids, and you go into any scene of these, these Fincher films, and it's like, fuck, the production design is just ridiculous. You know that big fat dude? Yeah. Clark yeah. was for the one? Yeah. Oh, man. You could actually feel. You know when Brad Pitt walks in the room and he just goes, Dirty. covers his face. Yeah. Oh, you I can smell it with him. You can feel the grime. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. And just the, oh, just the mind behind it, I thought it was just amazing. Um, yeah, this this is like I write it really really well. So the uh, production design behind Seven is uh, maybe the best form of production design in in twenty thirty years. Uh, if you think about it, Fincher always does this thing where he's meticulous, man. He's super meticulous, but he he only adds things if he really needs to. Yeah, and that's what makes it his stuff really strong. Mm. Uh, I, I was going to say, Seven's World, you put a... Because it's always in like a, a grey. You know what I mean? Like mm. as in like... Well, it's always green. Yeah. It's not... The, it's, the grey. It's, it's like uh, a fictional in, city too, right? It's, yeah, right, yeah. But it's this raining. Is, this is what yeah. I was going to say. It's always raining. It's always like it's cloudy. Mm. Drop a night over it and yep. put some some uh, some warm light. you got Gotham. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I'll that. you got a really that. dirty, grimy Gotham. But yeah. you know, it's uh, interesting. Towards the end, well, at the end, it's not raining. It's bright blue. Yeah, yeah, they're true. out in the open. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um no, it's a it's a spectacular film. Yeah. I think but, you showed me this film at your house. Yeah, for the first and I time. think everyone says that his best movie is Fight Club, but uh, for me, that's Seven. I'll say that Seven's problem for me. I actually don't like the last 
10 minutes oh, as really? much as the rest of the movie. Okay. I like the detective mm. seeing the body and then finding little pieces. Mm. I'm mm. fucking whore for that. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> Morgan Freeman, man. I think oh, this so movie yeah. might be peak Spacey for me. I think this might yeah. be my yeah. favorite Spacey yeah. performance. Yeah. Better than Usual Suspects. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. Um, I think I had a little fact on this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Fincher said on the DVD commentary that he felt bad for the actor who had to wear all the hot, heavy, gluttony prosthetics. So to compensate, he made him well endowed. <laughs> <laughs> and I noticed that in the movie, I was like, oh, he's a big boy. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty funny that I, I like that Fair little enough. side of light yeah. of Fincher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. good on him. <laughs> Number three, top yeah. three, bronze medal. Wow. It's a bronze medal. Um, I had to I had to put one from this series in my top ten. And for me, this movie is a masterpiece of the action uh adventure genre. I can see this. Empire Strikes Back. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Um I think this movie I watched this movie a lot. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> it's really it's just such a good story in of a bigger mm-hmm. universe. Um the themes, the twist. Yeah, still good. Even though like it feels like it's old now, it still works really well. The, mm. the Luke, I am your father. Yeah, um, it's not the best choreographed fight, but the atmosphere around the fight between Luke and Vader mm, and the yeah. setting of it, like the, their lightsabers lighting up everything, yeah. Han Solo yeah. getting frozen in carbonite. Like yeah. the bad guys fucking win in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, yeah. Luke's training on like on Dagobah. It's cool. Meeting Yoda for the first time, the opening on Hoth in the snow world. There's just so much scope to this movie, yet it's still so contained and focused on just the small bunch of characters. Mm. And it doesn't get too outlandish with its story. Like it's no. it's pretty directional. Like you look at the the newer Star Wars movies, so, they've just thrown so much shit at the screen. They're trying to introduce you to all these new people. And it's like, man, this like why didn't you go back to this movie, which was like, in my mind, the perfect Star Wars movie. Yeah. Just like that's what works. It's got scale, but yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't go too hard. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like, hey, we got three or four locations. Yeah. That we want to really well introduce. Yeah. We got a very simple linear story, mm. and we're not gonna fuck around too much. Like yeah. we're not gonna like, hey, we don't have to do this, 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 and this. We just got to do this. The yeah. biggest one problem thing, they they I think with the the new ones. They shouldn't have changed directors. They should have just had one. Yeah, 100%. Or if they were through. going to change directors, they shouldn't have let JJ write a story that had so many open ends. Mm-hmm. So I get I yeah. get into discussions all the that. time where people go, The Last Jedi was stupid because it did this and it did that. And, I said, and I'm always like, Well, man, Ryan Johnson had to make his own answers mm. from yeah. shit that JJ just left hanging and was like, I'm not going to tell you anything. Like, you do what you want. And then everyone gets the shits with him for doing yeah. what he wants. That's not <laughs> yeah. fair. I felt bad. That's for not him, fair man. for Ryan yeah, Johnson. No, not, like, yeah. he yeah. didn't want to tell that story that JJ was telling. Yeah. I wouldn't want to fucking. It was pretty no. boring open-ended questions mm. like well, it was supposed to be that it was opening it with like nostalgia that's obviously what he was doing yeah so why not take it and everyone was like well it's just the same as uh what's it called the first one yeah and you hope so why don't they just make the next one and you're like mate if you want something new he just gave you something new ryan tried to do it and the thing yeah. is like Get some sick yes scenes in he, he he did some of the stuff doesn't work in The Last yeah. Jedi. I'm not going to sit here and say it's but perfect. Cool scenes, but you, you could have doubled down on the stuff that he was doing in the next movie and made it and richer. Yeah. But instead, they go back and yeah, just they fuck it. They backtrack it. it. Yeah. yeah. And but, let's um, face it, Colin Trevorrow had a really good yeah. 
story to tell. Yeah. If you look at what he was going to oh, do. Oh, read it. was great. I was like, oh, fucking, <laughs> tell please. Me, I'll tell you after the podcast. Yeah, it's yeah. a long, oh, yeah. it's a lot, of, lot um, to say. But, but, <laughs> but, that, but George yeah. Lucas didn't have this all mapped out. No. And this is the perfect example. And this is where I think this movie actually works perfectly. Before I say this, George Lucas is a genius. He is. Um, he's created some of the best universes for us. But I yeah. think as a writer and a director, he loses a little, <laughs> little bit. He's still good. He's still, but he's like a lot. He loses a lot. He's just not good at talking to actors, I think is his biggest mm-hmm. issue. He's such a good world builder and he comes up with the broad strokes of his story. And the behind amazingly. the scenes, it's his assistant director doing all the talking. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> that's, that? that's his folly. Yeah. And, well, um, he lost energy yeah. when he did the prequels. Yeah, yeah. so this, this screenplay was written by Lawrence Kasdan, who also wrote mm-hmm. Raiders of the Lost mm-hmm. Ark. And it was directed by I can't remember the guy's name, but he was a he was actually a European director. He was yeah. actually like an art house director, yeah. um, which is and I just think that's the perfect yeah. marriage. I think that that just all works together so well. And then you, I mean, you, then you're sitting on the shoulders of bloody Harrison Ford, just mm. being charismatic Harrison Ford. Yeah. The iconic so, line of "I know", I know. Oh was not written in the script. He said Christ. he actually yeah. said "I love you back," and yeah. Harrison was like, "Hans yeah, wouldn't fucking say that, man." He's yeah. like, <laughs> So you had you had you had these. That was the other part of it. you had these actors that were confident enough to challenge Lucas and Lawrence and the director and go, "No, nah, no, nah, this is. I don't think my character would say this." Mm. Whereas I think in the newer movies, these younger actors and George Lucas is already this massive figurehead, and even JJ, they're not going to want to speak up. No. Harrison Ford's got balls, man. And he'd yeah, just be yeah. like, oh, fuck that, man. I'm yeah. not saying that. Like, that's not good. Yeah, he would. That's he was what a you need. Carpenter. He wasn't. Yeah. He didn't give a shit about anything else. Um, <laughs> and it's just, it's just, it's just a, such a good action adventure movie. Yeah. And uh, fun trivia is on set, the line "Luke, I'm your father" actually isn't what the actor said. Yeah. He said Obi Wan killed your father. Right. Only George Lucas, Mark Hamill, and Lawrence Kasdan knew what the actual mm. line was going to be, and they all had to keep it a secret until the movie cool. came out. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's uh uh it's funny i i like empire strikes back it's not my favorite of the three yeah but that's only because i think everyone has their favorite yeah definitely and of the three i think it was because i as a child i ended up watching it more mm. was return of the jedi yeah uh it was never the first one the first one was always such an introductory it is and an only introductory. That, it's like that, the philosopher's stone of the yeah. world yeah. yeah it's also that first 30 minutes with just uh, C3PO and, and yeah. R2D2 is kind of a hard sit yeah. when you're a little older. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, the the return was always mine. I'll, but I, I will say I kind of have problems with the fight on Endor because it goes for too long. Yeah. <laughs> this Empire Strikes Back is also long. the first one that has the John Williams uh, Han Leia score, the yes. da, 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 oh, which gets so used a lot now, good. which is. I, obviously, the opening one is the iconic Star Wars score, like in the popular yeah. thing. But for me, that score is the. That's the one I love. That yes. sound so much. Yeah, yeah. I've never been. I don't know. When I was young, I used to like Star Wars, but now I'm just over it. I prefer watching like Mandalorian or mm. something I can sink my teeth into. Yeah, a bit more. You, you can see um, more of the Rogue One Mandalorian part. Yeah, I like yeah, that. yeah. I like the I like the side stories. Yeah, Rogue One. I I liked Solo. I thought it was all right. There was a bit too much of the with that lucky charm thing mm. thrown in your face. Yeah, I like I like the other worlds. Yeah, and the newer movies, I think they show, you know, how big the you know the galaxy is. Yeah, I think that but to the detriment of the yeah. story, unfortunately. Yeah, but yeah that's I, know, what I would sucks, say. Yeah. I would say the Empire almost does show you other mm. worlds. Like the Han mm. Leia section is like a side story, and the Luke is like the mm. main story, and that's the way that those two 
run parallel and then yeah. intersect at the end. It makes mm. this movie so good. Yeah, out of those three, I think yeah, that one's yeah the best one. The one for yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. fair enough. Mm. You can see that. So you go bronze medal. Empire yeah. Strikes Back. Yeah. That's it. Uh, so number first, three for first me. First sci-fi one in there. Yeah. yeah, and only. <laughs> number three for me, I couldn't get past it. Uh, it had to go in. It had to. Predator. It's Predator. <laughs> <laughs> it had to go in. I'm yeah. sorry. I tried. I kept. Man. I kept putting it. It's a good movie. Man. I can't help it. I just look at this. Give me a movie with more balls, muscles. Bullets and cool one-liners, and I'll sit the fuck down. Nothing. <laughs> comes like close. just like nothing comes close. We talked about this. Yeah. Uh, from Dutch cutting the belt and lifting <sighs> the truck good, to Mac mowing down trees with a minigun and Billy cutting his chest and facing the predator. This movie the arm wrestle in the beginning isn't any day, any time ordeal, mm. and you can and it can be watched with absolute focus and joy. Will be put in the background for the most enjoyable yeah. rear commentary listening. Yeah, I've only watched this movie once in my life. Oh, it's a fun movie. It's man. time to yeah. do it again. Yeah. It's a, it is a fun movie. I think, and I would say again, it's a, yeah. it's a good boys. I movie. think yeah. even though Terminator is like his iconic role, I think this is peak Schwarzenegger. Nah, that's peak. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's if you you put oh. uh, Terminator and Predator next to each other as films. Yeah. I promise you, just for general enjoyment, Predator any day. Yeah, I think it's peak. I think this is his like absolute highest. There was was this Commando, Raw Deal. It's all those classics. Yeah, I don't don't like Commando. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, Commando hasn't aged well. But it's (laughs) it's funny. It's funny for one liners. What a true lies, man. True Lies is good. True Lies is good. Yeah, yeah. I don't really love it. True Lies is hard, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis kills Com- it in that movie. Commando yeah. hasn't aged well at all. No. But Commando is also in Classic. up there with like... He's dead Because died. he's so fucking bad. <laughs> like, it's so bad. It comes around the shit bend and yeah. comes good again. See, I don't Picks think it has that effect for me because I didn't watch it didn't. when I... I'd never yeah. had a point where I watched it where I liked it. Daniel showed it to me like oh, when I was like 20 man. something. I was just like, like nah. I fucking can't stand this. Oh, okay. even, Alyssa, even Alyssa Milano's bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Like when I was yeah. younger, it was like Predator, Commando, uh, Raw Deal. Rambo. Rambo, Rockies. That was all... It's like yeah. an, it's, I think it's more of an ethnic thing. We just maybe, pump that. Maybe. I mean, pump an iron. I remember Predator was shown to me by... None other than my grandmother. Yeah. Wow. She loves Arnold Schwarzenegger. So, I mean... Did you watch Robocop as well when yeah. you were younger? Yeah. Those Robocop number two yeah. was my jam. Yeah. Like, I think the whole, like... So, it must be an ethnic yeah. thing. No, I, 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 yeah. I watched a lot of these movies. I think yeah. for me more... Ah, uh, the 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 big monster movies were my thing around yeah. that age. Like, like I was King in Jaws King Kong. and Kong, and yeah. uh, and even though they're shit, like Anaconda and yeah. Deep oh, yeah, Anaconda ripped. Like that. I'm fun. sorry, yeah. I just like that hard. was my thing. Lake Placid, yeah. I got into the yeah, big Lake monster Placid movies. Was good. Yeah. The, yeah, that point in Anaconda where he's like, "This is so dumb." They cut the throat and then put the straw down the throat. Yeah. <laughs> it's the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. Oh man, I just watched it. Fucking bleed out. <laughs> <laughs> I saw like Piranha. Have you seen the original of that? No, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it's yeah. Cam- Cameron. James yeah, Cameron. Yeah, James Cameron. I think he did number two. Or no, two. Yeah, that's it. Number yeah. two. Yeah, see, so I just watched Piranha yeah. series, Ghoulies, Gremlins. Ghoulies, man. Um, the Gate. Yeah, the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> They were talking about the Fright Night and all those, yeah. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. saying love that Predator stuff. is a lot of fun. It's it a is. very fun movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I yeah. can't help it. This is, as I said, I it's one of those movies, I can just put it on any time. Yeah. It's like Lost Boys for me. It's like, but and it, gets, it gets to reach what we talk about on this podcast all the time is like, it doesn't matter like how you present your movie or like what era it was made in. If the concept or the story is a solid concept, yeah. it fucking will stand the test of time. And yeah, the concept yeah. of Predator, dude stuck on a planet with a, fucking high-tech alien hunting them yeah that's a good concept yeah that's a good 
tension building yeah. concept. Yeah. And did you, did you watch this in VHS? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, VHS. Yeah. It was the copy tape was of that towards the end of it. That, that copy where it has Arnold at the front holding a gun, and it's just a red ring around <laughs> it. Yeah, and there's just yep. Predator on the front, and it's just yeah. him with fucking muscles. Yeah. but yeah. I mean that's a that's part of the charm of some of these movies, though, is when you get the little line that dissolves up along the screen sometimes yeah. on tapes. You yeah, know, man. like that's, that's, yeah, that's when I think about movies yeah. like Predator, it I feels, see that it feels line. Tangible. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the yeah. VHS just feels heaps tangible. It's like yeah. it's like you're actually holding it, but you're not. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, yeah, but um, this is definitely like, I just can't help it. This is just exactly what you said. This is it doesn't have to be perfect. Another movie that I would have put, I could almost replace it. Almost, it just it just doesn't get there. Is from Dust Till Dawn, and that's just yeah. because it's just such a similar switcheroo yeah, yeah. type of film. But yeah. I just can't get over Predator. Yeah. Little trivia, Shane Black was only cast as Hawkins because he could do on-set rewrites. Yeah, of course, he's bigger than <laughs> yeah, right. Get it? Because get just at the time, Lethal Weapon was oh, yeah. released yeah, and yeah, he right. wrote Lethal Weapon yeah. and then they were like, well, if we put him in the jungle with them, then maybe if anything happens and it's not that great, mm. he can fucking do some lines yeah, for cool. it. Yeah, mm. cool. There you go. Uh, so, number three. I gave it over for Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah, I dumped what it. Did you wow. say? Oh, did you do that? Because it was up my thing. No, I didn't, I didn't mean to. That's did why you I accidentally do it. Yeah, I did accidentally. Oh, right. Yeah. That's he's funny because you were looking at us like it was a dumb movie, and I was like, Forrest Gump is a no, great I movie. No, didn't want to get away. Yeah. <laughs> I stuffed it up. Um, yeah, man. It's uh, this is another good feel-good movie. When every time I finish watching it, I'm just yeah. like, man, that was awesome. Mm. I just feel all happy and yeah. You follow an adventure of this dimwit, <laughs> but he's just just such a nice guy, mm. and just and thinks positive of everything. It's a lovely movie, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, just and yeah, you know, bullied when he was young. He conquers that. Then he does something. He's just but nothing can stop him. He's like that. Um, uh, what's that uh, Navy Seal dude? The black Navy dude. Seal. He's, a, he's a freak, man. David Goggins. Yeah, that guy. He just reminds of him. Just overcomes everything, and I mean, he's David just David Goggins is a little angry. Yeah, but, but no, you, know, you know what I mean. Like motherfucker, he God can do damn, like, yeah. all the time. You're like, damn, whatever's there, he just he just do it. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and Tom Hanks is probably one of my favorite actors. Yeah. He's, so. he, Tom Hanks is incredible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, the Terminal Man. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's yeah, a good movie. Time. That's an underrated yeah, Hanks yeah. movie and Spielberg movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and some, and he said like Zemeckis, 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 yeah, he's great too. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's One unfortunate of the... where he's going. But I, don't, I didn't like his last like maybe I like five movies. Which I one? Flight was good. Yeah, Flight was good. The Denzel movie. Yeah, mm. I wasn't it's too. Man. That, was a, that was a hectic um, yeah. airplane scene. Eh? Yeah. yeah, he's got um, the, he's got the witches coming out next. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say too <laughs> this, yeah. I loved this movie as a kid right like yeah. growing up and then mm. when you watch it as an adult there's so much more to dissect through it like yeah, Jenny's man. story yep. like it's how clever is oh. it that that is like presented in a way you don't no, understand as that as a nah, kid yeah. when you're an adult you're like oh shit yep. like this yeah. is heaps heavy yeah, it's man. so like what a well made film this, I can't remember how does she die AIDS yeah. AIDS okay yeah. uh, from heroin uh, it's all the hell. It's, hippie, hippie it's, thing, it's suggested really. from that, but yeah. she's basically lived like a pretty rough life yeah, to right, that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, because there's that. Well, look, there's no doubt. The moment that will always be stuck with me in this movie is when he sees his son and he goes, mm. "Is it me?" And then he says, 
is he smart? Yeah, and he has consciousness oh. of his. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like he's yeah. Con- you know that he's being conscious of like he's not smart, and you're yeah. like, wow, man. Yeah, <laughs> that, I feel sorry for him, man. It's fuck. It was a good movie. Yeah. Oh, God. Goes, that, goes, and yeah, he goes, yeah. he goes number one, <laughs> number one in my class. He goes number yeah. one in his class, top yeah. of his class, yeah. and he's just like. He starts crying, breaking down. You're just like, this movie fucking. I think the most, <laughs> one of the most heartbreaking line is um, when he says, "I may not be a smart man, but I know what love is." Did yes, you? that's yeah. like, that's a good iconic. It's good man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Another heart film from me. Yeah, quotable. Yeah. It's a very quotable film. Yeah. Memorable film. This year, the, actually, the year this was this one best picture. Get this up against Pulp Fiction and The Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, man. Which Fuck. is like any one of those three deserves good. to win yeah. it. And yeah. like people go, oh, Shawshank should have won. I'm like, man, Forrest Gump's really good. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't all, know how I would have voted that man. year. Like, yeah. That's incredible. That's a hard yeah. year. It's, it's funny a real because tight, real tight one. That's three very different movies. Yeah. Like, if you think about yeah. it, uh, maybe Forrest Gump and Shawshank are a little closer. Yeah. But I think it's funny. Shawshank's an easier to, easier to watch, I think. But see, I would have personally, <clears> as. Of the three movies, I would have given it to Pulp. Yeah. That's because of the type of movies I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know that, you know. But each one of the movies has been so them. influential and yeah. has, has stood the test of time. Hectic it's not year. one of those ones where you look back and go, oh, I don't know about that one. Like, mm. yeah. yeah. Just a hectic year, though. Mm. To be like. But I will say, if obviously you love Forrest Gump having it number three, mm. I would definitely suggest go and watch Big Fish. Because yeah. I think Ewan McGregor in Big Fish is... Really good. He's and really it's a very charming. Similar, in it. yeah. It's type of film. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Highly nice. recommend. Cool. All right. Move, are we moving on? Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. My number two. Had to get one film by this man in my top ten. <laughs> yeah, I know this one. The Master. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to just put a bunch of his movies in there because what I've tried to do is if I've like a lot of stuff like I did with Pixar, I like a lot of stuff by. Paul Thomas Anderson. I was like, I'll take his best movie, in my opinion, mm. and throw it in there. Um, so the master gets number two. This actually, the first time I watched it, wouldn't have been in my top ten. I was like, oh, it's okay. It's a bit like crazy and stuff. But I've watched it a lot of times since. You got hooked. It's yeah. um. There's so much to unpack from this oh film. God. Um. It's like this is really solidly in the juncture of PTA's career when, like, when he was a younger director, he was like. His movies were so obviously Scorsese influenced, mm-hmm. yeah. And then he takes this—he takes this big long break, does Punch Drunk Love, which was like an old school Gene Kelly film mm-hmm. that ran for yeah. ninety minutes with Adam Sandler. And then next thing he comes out with There'll Be Blood and The Master, yeah. and you're like, "Whoa, he's like he's like Kubrick now. He's yeah. become like Kubrick. Yeah. Like, and um, it's just so like this movie's just so deep and dense, and mm. the whole idea of PTSD with Joaquin's character. Oh my God, yeah. um, his inability to speak to women uh scientology stuff which got gets overblown when you watch interviews about it they're too focused on that Mm. and it's not really the main point of the movie isn't it's just that the idea is this guy with this malleable brain is drawn to this world of scientologists and this Mm. character based on Elrond hubbard and the influence that he could put over people Mm. but at the end of the day it's a movie about a guy that wants to be free philip seymour hoffman but he can't because he's like he's got this cult following him yeah, and yeah. his wife has control over him mm. and this guy that is just like an animal who is free in Joaquin Phoenix. And it's like, it's shown in so many scenes, but the one in particular that the more I've watched it resonates the most is the bike on the motorbike when he's like, you you drive the bike to a point and then you come back and mm. Joaquin doesn't come back. And mm. that says everything, that's the theme of the movie yeah. is that like yeah. 
Yeah. He wants to be free. Mm. And a lot of people say that the characters in this movie don't grow by the end of it. Mm. I disagree. By the yeah. end of it, at the start of the movie, Joaquin's lying next to the sandcastle woman. Yeah. Yep. And at the end, he's lying next to a real woman, mm. which says that yeah. he's learnt enough in that yep. journey with those people to be able to interact with real people mm. again. Yeah. Which is like, it's just, mm. oh, it's just so much in the movie, man. It's every just, yeah. every <laughs> bit of dialogue in that film is just, a piece of art. Yeah. It's like the Bioshock audio tapes almost. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, in a way, yeah. It's like in, in this thing trying to influence constantly. Yeah. Mm. And look, I'll never forget the... the um, Interrogation. Interrogation. That's incredible. That's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's good. Even when they're in, both yeah. in prison. Yeah. yeah. If and anyone who's co- interested in becoming an actor, just watch that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Watch Walking and Philip Seymour. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Seymour, he the, was fucking the good, masters. Man. Yeah, no, you still see Seymour Hoffman, man. Capote, you see that is sick. Yeah, that's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. But That's a, yeah. Still, for me, I'll never forget that moment in Mission Impossible Three oh. on the <laughs> plane where he's like, he's like, wakes up and he goes, mm, "You got a wife, daughter, son. I'll find him. Find him, not hurt him." He's so good. Yeah. Scary. It's super scary. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing. Like, another thing. To Along came Polly. <laughs> one, one, of, one of the things that made me actually really rewatch this movie was uh, I don't know if you guys have watched them, but they they put them on YouTube and they're also a podcast. But um, the Directors Guild yeah. do these things where um, when a new movie comes out, the they get the director to sit down ah, with yeah. another director and that director oh, yeah. interviews them basically. Yeah, it's and they, it's really interesting because it's like they don't actually go on about themselves. They ask that new director. Was it with all Tarantino? Questions. Was it no, this one. Yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson did Tarantino That's for right. Once yeah. Upon a Time, mm. but this was PTA doing Spielberg. Uh, Might have been wow. for Bridge of Spies. Yeah. Might have been or another later Spielberg movie. Oh, I've got to watch the shit out of these. Yeah, um, I've seen Bridge of Spies. No, I've oh. seen Bridge of Spies. That, that director thing. Yeah, they oh, yeah. sit down. They're good. Yeah. And what made me really it clicked in my mind and made me rewatch it was PTA goes on, you know, like the master Steven Spielberg and Spielberg being like the sort of like yeah. nice dude. Is he yeah. sits down? He goes. He goes. No. He goes. He goes. I'm not the master. He goes. You are the master when you made the master. He's like that movie yeah. is the masterpiece of like yeah. the 21st century. Wow. And I was like, wow. For Spielberg to say that, mm. that's what made me go back and like really can, look into it more. Can we just <laughs> can we just think about a moment in any man's life where Spielberg says to you <laughs> that your movie is the masterpiece of the twenty first yeah, century? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a, that's it. I'd happily go kill myself. Yeah. And it got wow. number it got number one it. on the BBC's top movies of the twenty first century as yeah. well. This film. What, what's so. annoying though is if Spielberg dies, heaven forbid. Yeah. Knock on wood. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, it's, it'd be fucking global. Massive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But PTA dies. It's like... It would still know, be massive, but it big, just wouldn't... Yeah. Yeah, it's not... Yeah. I think he's happy kind of sitting in that room. I think yeah. his movies will... I think they'll be... Dis- I think they're going to be dissected and analysed mm-hmm. over time. And that he'll. I think he will become... He mm-hmm. is the Kubrick of our yeah. generation. I think like they always say Nolan is like the new Hitchcock. I think mm-hmm. PTA is the Kubrick. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. he'll be more appreciated yeah. later. Yeah. Than in the yeah. moment. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I mean, can I just say something? Yeah. If you're going to compare Nolan and PTA, PTA wins hands down by far. <laughs> different. By but far. See, the thing that's is, so PTA different. PTA loves Nolan. He thinks Nolan is the best yeah, working director. It's just odd because their movies. It's like, again, and I say it again, Nolan, brilliant concepts, right? Yeah. But it looks like a student film. Look at PTA. Fucking brilliant concepts. It's art. Mm. 
So well, the, yeah. you can just see the difference. Actually, one of the coolest things to bring it to um, is that I was listening to this thing. It was um, Tarantino doing it. He must have been doing a run on one of the movie channels in America. Yeah. And he was doing little intros into why he's picked these movies to watch. And he does There Will Be Blood. This was before mm. The Master came out. And he says, he goes... the opening, isn't it? No, no, he just says... Yeah, he talks about how like, incredible the opening is as a, as a mm. concept. But he says that he... um. He watched this movie because him and PTA started around the same time. They were both video store era. Oh, who was that you with? Know. No one. Yeah. No, 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 PTA Tarant- and Tarantino. Oh, Tarantino, sorry. And Kevin, you know, Kevin Smith, they were all of that video store yeah, era Rodriguez. thing. And um, he said that he, like, you know, he seen him as PTA's equals and they were like friendly rivals that mm. were away. And he said he watched the Mar- he watched There Will Be Blood and he was like, fuck. <laughs> and that's what made him make <laughs> yeah, the glorious yeah. bastards. That's what inspired him to be like, I got to yeah. up my fucking game, man. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> like, the. <laughs> You know, I say that Kill Bill is uh, Tarantino's magnum opus, but I will definitely say Close that bars, it's fucking I'll definitely say that his best scene in any movie will be the milk scene. Yeah, forever. Yeah. Oh. I don't think there's anything else. Nah, there's the other one in there, man. With nah. the three fingers, that was incredible. They're both yeah, incredible. Great, They're yeah. both incredible. Milk scene, hands down. I think just yeah. as the opening scene, yeah. the tone, it does the, hold the yeah. tone setup yeah, for that. Yeah, film. And plus the way hard. it's shot, oh. Oh, it's so good, man. And especially with two actors at the very time that. No one knew who the no. fuck they yeah, were. No. Yeah. Like that was just it was like, who are these people? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. How tense awesome. was it? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant movies. Um <sighs> So we're talking about Nolan. Yeah. My number two, and it solidified it in the last couple of weeks. I would have never have thought I would have kept it at my number two. Yeah. Is the Dark Knight. Yeah. I'm not I, I figured okay. this would yeah. appear I'll, in your top yeah. ten. I, I didn't expect it because so many before watching it again. I had these few years where I was like, I don't know if I like it as much as I like it anymore. And then rewatch it and I was like, man, this movie just... Your eyes getting a bit teary? They're not getting teary. They look like they're getting red. They're not getting teary. No, that's fine. Just, yeah. um, I haven't had much sleep. No. But <laughs> but definitely Dark Knight uh, just got solidified in the last couple of weeks. I said, I mean... So this is my little blurb. Mm. I mean, I think... Here you go. I mean, I think in the last few weeks, I've said my piece with this film, but The Dark Knight is undoubtedly, in my opinion, the best Batman movie we have ever been graced with to date. From its tight writing to well-rounded gripping villains and philosophical conundrums, The Dark Knight takes second in my top 10 films. Yeah, I think I think Dark Knight's an incredible movie. Uh, I don't. I, it's not out of place in any... any yeah. to, if I ever see it in a top 10, it's not out of place. It hasn't personally made it into mine this yeah, time, yeah. but yeah, it's... Um, it's terrific yeah it's tremendous yeah and i think just i can't i can't get over just the enjoyment of not only the villains uh side characters like harvey dent because although we have very little of rachel or or the characters around him or even bruce in that retrospect yeah we are uh almost like uh thrust forward within the film with the characters around them Mm. and i think that even uh you know uh, the the action set pieces and the moments in it, like the moments, are just uh, part of film history now. So yeah. uh, I definitely have this as my number two. And just for a little trivia to give people what they want for a little bit, uh, Bruce's penthouse was shot in the same place as Harvey's office, as we yeah, said before. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Yeah. All right, number two. We're getting in the big leagues. We're nearly. Can you on. guess it? You've got to give a hint. I can't just guess it from nothing. I'm going to go... No, I'm, going to, I'm not going to say it because it could spoil number one. So go. Okay. All right. So, Clue, Deacons. 
Deacons. That's very broad. That's um, broad, yeah. Deacons. Prisoners. Assassination of Jesse. Shawshank Redemption. Oh, of course. Well, well I, I thought that, that was going to be. He shot I was going to say. I was going to say that, but I thought it was going to be your number one. Yeah. So, well, you're going to have to wait for well, that. Well, now yeah. I'm interested. <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. Nice. I watched it again two days ago. Yeah. Still goes hard. Incredible movie, and yeah. it's still awesome. Hope. Yeah. yeah. Hope, man. Yeah. Morgan Freeman, <laughs> Tim Robbins. Mm. Oh, it's, oh, it's awesome. What's his name? Brooksy. Mm. Man, the stories in that. Oh, that, that whole Brooksy scene when he, when he, awesome the montage stuff, yeah. then. Yeah. Reminds me of a Pixar movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, goosebumps. Yeah. It's funny. How, and that, what's another theme in that? Institution, inst, institutionalized? That's the word, yeah. Yeah. You don't think that, man. No. The walls become your home. Yeah. yeah. And they break free. They go, don't know what everything's changed. Yeah. Bang, that happens. And then, then you see Red do the same thing. And it's like, oh, is he going to kill himself? But no, they don't. And the, the way they shop that, oh, incredible. And then, yeah. oh, man, it's just amazing, man. They put movies amazing. within movies yeah. with that it's song. such a good movie. And, oh, man, even the way, the way it was shot, mm. like technically it's not as good as his later movies. You can see he's, that's where Deacons was just starting to, he was still very much staying yeah. in the realm of um, when he used to leave the camera on a jib yeah. and move it over shoulders mm. for see like he was still limited to that and it wasn't he was still expanding his repertoire yeah. and his arsenal of things. Yeah. yeah. You can see there's some shots in there, it's like, fuck, that's a good shot. I just pause mm. it and that's awesome. Yeah. Um But yeah, man, the whole story, Andy Dufresne and he just gets back at everyone, man. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a really good movie. Yeah. It's yeah. really, really good. Yeah. And you can't, I mean, as, as you said, you can't put down things like the Brooks set pieces. Mm. That that little mini. And you don't really know that much, but you just feel for it. Yeah, but you mm. get five minutes of the movie yeah. where you get so much feels for the five minutes yep. yeah. that you're just like, oh, okay. And you learn something. Mm. You learn about the institutionalization. Yeah. And then. Just let's face it. The movie's intelligent. Mm. The way that he does so everything in the film. Well, it does that. We're all good though. Yeah. The way that um, <clears throat> thank you. <laughs> the way that he like you know escapes. You know that whole portion of it with the socks, all of that. Yeah, can you imagine if that was real? Going was, through that, it was cool. Um, when I went to Alcatraz. Oh yeah, seeing like that—that that was heavily influenced by the escape from Alcatraz. Mm. And it was cool mm. seeing like the actual way that those guys did it, and then like I sort of grew more appreciation for yeah. Shawshank from that, like the way they put it all together at the mm. end. And you know what? Really, it's cool the way they do it too, because you're actually like not even suspecting that he's trying to break out. You're just like, oh yeah, Andy Dufresne's just like surviving. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. the next thing, like all these little things that had been hinted work. at throughout yeah. the thing, all starts, tie together in his escape. It it's right incredible. At the yeah. yeah, the way he walks around. He pulled yeah. himself through a river of shit. Yeah. <laughs> what, but yeah. also, like, what, what influence yeah. this movie has had in that, like, everyone is always like, oh, Morgan Freeman voiceovers are everything. This is, like, the only movie he does a voiceover for. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> like That's a how true iconic voiceover. it is. Yeah. Yeah. But everyone's like, oh, yeah, Morgan Freeman always doing voiceovers. I'm like, actually, he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> There's an interesting fact on that. He's supposed to be Irish. That's oh, what really? Well, that's why... What? Yeah, in the right beginning, oh, I think I read another that. Stephen King novel too. This was yeah. based on. Yeah, um, I don't think. I... Yeah, so this is an interesting fact. 
So Clint Eastwood, Harrison Ford, Paul Newman, and Robert Redford were considered for the part of Red. In the original novel, Red is a middle-aged white Irishman with graying red, red hair. However, Frank Darabont always had Morgan Freeman in mind for the role because of his authoritative presence, demeanor, and deep voice. Mm. Red's reply, maybe it's because I'm Irish. Remember in the beginning when he asked yeah, for the yeah, pickaxe yeah. um, to end his inquiry about his nickname uh, was kept in the film as a joke. Um, and it says, uh, also, I know right down, yeah, also when Brooks leaves, it's it's very similar to the to the way up. That yeah. intro, that's, that's just the feels that I got. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Awesome. No, incredible film. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. The Amazing. escape scene, iconic, when he stands out in the rain for the first time. Yeah, oh, it's like, shh. Yeah. Wasn't that a hard shot to get? To yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. I was in, um, that's back when, uh, when I started getting Empire because you started, you are telling me you used to get the magazines and they yeah. broke down that scene. And yeah, they broke down classic like, scenes, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. So good. Um, We're on, on to the number one. Number one yes. already. Do I need a drum roll or... <laughs> Um, okay, so this movie for me, actually, the reason I've put it at number one is it's the other great modern America director in my mind. Um, it influenced me so hardcore in film school. I wanted my short film to look and sound and feel like this movie. And it elicited conversations between me and my friends after trying to replicate what happened in the movie. The Social Network. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's going to guess that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this Fincher. movie. I rewatched it again when I was like, I was like tossing up between this and The Master to be my number one. I watched uh, The Social Network yeah, and I just went, movie, yeah. I think The Master's like probably the better movie, but The Social Network just resonates with me on a personal level mm-hmm. that little bit more. It resonates with um, everyone now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, it's so tight. It's, and it's, it's super tight. It should have won the best picture. Oscar that year. Who was <laughs> in that year? I think um I think Slumdog Millionaire won it. Yeah, it oh, definitely yeah. shouldn't have won. Yeah, that's it. that's that. sort of forgotten that movie. Yeah, that's it? what I'm saying. Like this and it, a lot of my top 10 was actually influenced too by mm. the forgotten movies that should have got more recognition in the time than yeah. they did. Um it's just like again, like a lot of my ones like I've said, like lightning in a bottle catching actors at the right time in their mm. careers. Yeah. Actors pushing each other to greater lengths. Yeah. It's also the perfect marrying of a master director with a master writer he's been criticized a lot for taking liberties with the true story of and everything Mm. but sorkin he's a good writer i don't care what anyone said his dialogue feels like opera the way they talk to each other there's and finch was just the perfect director Mm. to get the pacing of that dialogue Mm. and the 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 cuts and just the way that it all gets like digested on screen and everything Mm. it's just awesome it's just the score him first movie with trent reznor yeah. yeah Um, interesting that my top two movies are like directors working with X nineties um, mm. band the bands, people. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's just, it's. I think it's for me, it's Finch's best movie. I don't think he'll ever make a movie better. Than I think this is like, huh. oh, that's a big call, but I just yeah. think this is like, I think it's just really. It's a good perfect. movie, man. Mm. Yeah. Um, and just and the fact that this was his first movie shooting on digital, and he just went ham with the doing heaps the of takes. That opening yeah. scene. I think they did over a hundred takes yeah. between Rooney Mara and mm. Rooney Mara and Jesse Eisenberg. Also, yeah. Rooney's first movie, first so memorable, and she's just in the two scenes. Yeah. Actually, that's what I was going to say. The opening five minutes of this movie it may be some of the best cinema yet again in the last thirty years. Yeah, mm. and I'm not even, like the rest of it's so good. Yeah, but the opening is just so like yeah, it just hits. Mm. Yeah, just hits hard. That you, I can already picture the little alley that. 
the stairs going down. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah, picture it yeah. all in my head. Yeah, it's um, it's just it's a phenomenal film. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I highly agree. Yeah, yeah. those are my honourables as well. Yeah, yeah. But I th- yeah, I think yeah. seven it, for me because only because I think because it's moody and grittier. It came into my top. It's yeah. funny. All these movies They're make awesome. me want to watch them again. Go watch them again. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like maybe want to go through a deep dive of the ones I haven't seen mm. and then rewatch ones I've I've haven't seen in years. Mm. Ah, it's so good. He's really good to watch his movies with the commentary on too, Fincher. He oh, goes yeah. into just goes into every single detail about everything's happening. It's yeah. I did that for Girl with the Dragon Tattoo out of all the ones. Yeah. Mm. And uh watching him talk about the scene where he goes over the top of Runimara and pulls down while she's there sitting with a heater. Yeah. It's one shot. That shot took them a oh, week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one week. Yeah. Because he kept doing it and he goes, don't like it. Yeah, do this instead. He, don't yeah. like it. Do this yeah. instead. And she's like, I'm fucking sweating balls. Like I, like she's in front of a heater yeah. for like a week. That's a hectic. <laughs> See, if we did that on Sentinel like in the short films we've done, or we've made. Yeah, but you're not David Fincher. No, I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is though. people get the shit. Yeah, I, I, just, do, I would say I, I, I did one when I did my short film, I thought, fuck it. I mm. I did do like as many takes as I could before I could sense that people were just going to start getting like absolutely pissy yeah. with me. And it does. I have to say the, this method that he has where he's like, if it they works. keep doing it, it goes from being something that they're trying to do to something that is just happening naturally. Innately, yeah. It's fucking true, man. Because I was making mm. them do like 20. I made them do like 15 to 20 takes. Cold, remember that. And by the end, they get the shits. And then they just start doing it naturally. It's yeah. like there's a different... Yeah. It's not them trying to act and they're not trying to go over the top. It just happens. Yeah. It, just yeah. it works. Yeah. It does yeah. work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not to the extent of 100 takes. I don't no. Know about that, yeah. but like, don't, don't Kubrick them. I think there's a, I think there's a, <laughs> there's a, there's a middle ground there yes. between capturing yeah. the lightning in a bottle in the first need. take mm. two mm. over and over again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good, good choice. Thank good you. Good choice. <laughs> My number one. I, I'm pretty sure no one's going to be surprised by this, but number one is Drive. Uh, Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That nearly made it into my honorable. Good movie, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Drive, movie. I can put on Drive at any point in time, and it's surprising because like Predator, Predator's fun, but Drive has this thing where I watch it and I can't look away. Mm. Like I, I, I get entranced by it. Maybe it's LA. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's just the the how the fucking pop cool vibe. it is. Yeah, yeah. It is, but, it is a cool movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but here's my little blurb on this. Uh, Drive is a masterclass in cinema. Possibly the coolest film in the last decade. One of the best soundtracks. Uh, from the gorgeous lighting and cinematography of LA City to the modern Western storytelling structure, helmed by Gosling's stoic yet charming acting. Uh, Kelly, Carrie, Mull- Carrie Mulligan. Mm brings such innocence to the film and Oscar Isaac is introduced to us for what I would arguably say is the first time people Mm. would see him. Uh, The movie is beautiful, it's violent, it's visceral and it's the film I could put on at almost any time and enjoy listening to and looking at. I'm sure if I gave this a 10 in the review, I'm not sure if I gave this a 10 in the review, but if I didn't, scratch that shit out because it deserves (laughs) top tier from me. Yeah. 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 This is my 10... 10, 10, 10. We, we, <laughs> we, put it we down. did this on a podcast. Yes, we yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. I, remember, I think I remember telling the story about my mate. Yeah. Like, started having toothpicks yeah. in his mouth and just having Whoa. the drive music playing. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And <laughs> as the jacket I said, as well. I told you, I bought yeah. the gloves. <laughs> I yeah, I remember. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So, yeah, God. but yeah. this, uh, I, I can't help it, man. I watch this movie and even the scenes where, like, 
uh, well, obviously the opening scene with you know Kavinsky playing over the top, mm. and he's just driving, and it's the city lights. I could watch that opening just on repeat for there's like a, an hour and be happy. There's yeah. a really good technical breakdown of the hallway scene where he sees Carrie Mulligan oh, and they're chatting yeah. with the doors and yeah, I've seen that breakdown. It is really yeah, good. Yeah, it's really interesting. Oh, even Nerd Rider did it. Yeah, elevator scene of that when they're in the elevator and. It, the lights dim. Mm. Everything around them is as if like nothing is here. Yeah. They kiss and then just burst of violence. Yeah. You know, like, apparently oh. uh, on airplane edits, that part where he crushes his head is cut out. I'm not surprised. I can't, someone told me and they're like, that movie's really weird because it just like, he just kisses that chick and the next thing he's shooting everyone. I'm like, no, no, he kicks that dude's head in. Yeah. It's and they're like, no. And I'm like, yeah, not that yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, "Oh, that makes sense." <laughs> yeah, far out. Yeah, well, like, I, look, I, things even like him dragging a guy by a fucking hammer down a, down oh, a hall yeah. by the teeth. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. The, the movie transcends uh, into this realm of like it. It is the perfect mix of um, uh, Nicholas Winding Refn mm. and pop. Yep, which I've never seen. After that, you see Neon Demon, you see Only God Forgives, and it's just Nicholas Winding Refn. Yeah. It's not pop. Mm. So I think uh, it it's a beautiful thing. This is his best. This is his peak. This yeah. Peak. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. 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 Damn. <sighs> the Wait finale. Got to get a drink of water. Wow. Lucky last. <laughs> the Revenant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Flick. Yeah. Good movie. Some yeah. people didn't like it. I'd probably I've, be more on that side of the thing. Yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> rough on it. Yeah, I can see yeah. why people would like it though. Yeah. yeah. To me, uh, this is a cinematic and artistic and... Oh, it's a cinematographer's epic, if you want to put it that way. Yeah. Um, because he pretty much got free reign to shoot this, man. Oh, it's just incredible. The colors, the tone. I like the story, the revenge story. Tom Hardy, fucking hell, man. Mm. To me, that's Tom Hardy. Just a brute. Um, just a prick. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And DiCaprio, man. Yeah. I've always liked DiCaprio and I think he's great. And no, people say, you know, you probably think he overacts. But yeah, I just loved it, man. It's a revenge story. And if you compare him to the real glass, right? Yeah. He's, the movie version's toned down, man. Heaps. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The real glass. He went through way more shit than that. Than um, bears? Bear. He did. Man, look at look at. Yeah, up. I read He's the real. I actually more, read man. the real one. Is like, it's so crazy yeah. that it wouldn't have been believable. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. So they, it's, it's toned down in the movie. Um, it's just incredible. <laughs> the use, the use of what? Yeah, the use of wide-angle lenses going that close to your face, like literally, it's probably like five or ten centimetres away from DiCaprio's mm. face to act in that. And I remember, um, I think in We Were Soldiers, Mel Gibson war movie, there's a lot of scenes where the camera goes real close to his eyes and he even says, to, when the camera's that close to you, like if I just do this to you now. Yeah, you can't. How uncomfortable be as an actor? It's really yeah. uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable that. as a normal person. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> so Chivo is like right in his face pretty much the entire movie. Just to act like that. In the cold, oh, even the whole the whole thing about it, it's amazing. Yeah, there is no. I doubt loved it. DiCaprio I loved it. Yeah. is. Uh, oh, yeah, you know he's he's gonna be in 
it's the best the best yeah you know it, we had we had de niro and al pacino mm. in their run of their young youth and i feel like dicaprio's just just yeah. coming out of his point of that i think that so, i think that this movie was when he was coming out of that point like i said i think yeah. the departed was his best movie mm -hmm. i wouldn't argue i think the i think the cinematography in this movie is incredible mm -hmm. my problem with this movie is that i feel like the marketing was more what people liked about like the idea that they marketed where they're like oh they shot it with only natural light and it was mm -hmm. so hard to shoot and everything that became more than what the actual movie was mm -hmm. in a way like people were more into that concept of how hard it was to make, mm -hmm. which it was, it sounded ridiculously yeah. hard to yeah. make. But I felt like, I, I just felt like in that particular year, there were movies that I liked more, okay. but they didn't get hyped as much because they mm. weren't like the extreme. It was like an extreme sports of movie. Yeah. Kind of oh, thing. But the cinematography yeah. is like top tier, mm. yeah. some of the best ever shot. Yeah, but I just think, like, yeah. Mm. I, I, DiCaprio does get a bit too much for me in the movie. Oh, I like well more than DiCaprio. I like Hardy. Hardy Hardy's man. great in it. Yeah, yeah. Hardy's great in it. Hardy. Yeah. Um, this is a perfect role for him because yeah. he's just a little Gleason. bit over the top, yeah. but it's not good. enough. Like, and it's not just, like not going yeah. too crazy. I'm someone that likes long movies, and this movie for me, I was getting fucking fed up with the length of time in it. To be oh, honest, man. it's funny though. Yeah. I felt the same the first viewing. I yeah. find it real but peaceful. The second viewing. I didn't get that. Yeah. I've tried to watch the second time. I couldn't didn't do it. Okay. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Like I didn't. I hated the film or anything. Just for me personally, it just didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. It's my number one. Wow, that's awesome. We've yeah. done it all. We've done yeah. all ten plus plus little extras on the side. <laughs> yeah. It took We've us given you nibblies. It took yeah. us a few <laughs> weeks to get that. Yeah, more and yeah. yeah. It, it took me list. ages. And yeah. you know what? As I said, I'll never be happy with the list. No, it'll constantly. Just to let you know, I swapped out American Psycho with Kill Bill. Like it was there, yeah, and yeah. I had a full blo a full thing on American Psycho. I did a swap out yeah. on the fly, really. Well, because Daniel did Spotlight, really. Spotlight so was, was going to be in mine, but then I had the Departed ready to slide, slide in. Slide in if it was something outside of the top five. Oh, I had right. the Departed yeah. ready to slide yeah. in, just but, in case. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Ameri like something like American Psycho was sitting up higher because I, I watched that nearly yearly as well. Yeah. So it's just weird. Mm. Just these movies will consistently rotate and there'll be something else I'll find yeah. that yeah. will rotate in and out of it. I think this was actually really fun. I, I think we should do top 10s in the future, like can I, more I was specific to, ones yeah, kind of thing. because yeah. I was chatting to Joe about this and she saw that I was just getting stumped and she goes, it'd be good if you did top 10 of horror, top 10 of drama, top 10 of action. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, right, uh, romantic comedies or yeah. comedies. Yeah, it's hard because we can't do that now. But now we've already down. got our number ones probably for them, yeah. but yeah. we do also have like a ability to do that. Yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah, That's if you it. oh, I should say yeah, if you listen this far, thank you for that. Yes. Um, if you agree with our top tens or disagree, put them in the comments. Mm -hmm. We'd love yeah. to chat about it. Um, it's good always to engage with you guys, and uh, yeah, any, any other ideas? Let us know. Yeah. Uh, please follow uh, Spoil Radio and tell your friends about it because we'd like to be able to do this for longer and hopefully bring you uh, more in-depth content, maybe even interviews with filmmakers or people in the industry uh, that we're trying to set up. Uh, and uh, don't forget to uh, like, follow and subscribe to Neon Radio Reviews where you can get your censor censored uh, reviews, spoil-free. And... Uh, and go check that out and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as well, just to plug everything and finish it all up. Yep. Uh, we've just done our top 10 movies. 
Uh, you've been listening to Spoil Radio. I'm Reese. I'm Dan. I'm still number one. I'm Declan. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and you have a good week. Respect. Respect.